just it, I, I almost wish that we would have started the show a minute earlier so that everyone could have experienced what just occurred. You know, I he he came barreling in <laughs> like a bat out of hell. Who are you? What's going on here? Why are the lights off? Wow, you in, in, interrogates you're... interrogate Zach. I mean, yeah. Well, let me get to the bottom of this. Let me what you're all about. <laughs> Doesn't see Griffin gets confused. Yeah, right? I, I get it. I you know sits I, down. I don't really look like Griffin. Y- you start the show, and then he gets up and takes a phone call. <laughs> well, it's, this is what I deal with. This is you know what's weird. I don't think he does this on Fairways and Greens Sundays on 105.7 The Fan. I don't think that's the way that it works. That sounds I like a really shameless plug. Just well, I mean that's his show. It's <laughs> his show. Sure. Oh, uh, was it? Well, you gonna be all right? Oh yeah yeah yeah. I mean, you sure? Like, in general, are you going to be all right? to locate my son. <laughs> oh, that doesn't seem great. Well, he's home. We just don't know where. Well, wait, wait, wait. What do you mean, he's home, but you don't know where? We just can't figure out where he is. We know what? he's home, but we... It, it's a long story. So, anyway. It, it sounds like a long story, yeah. Let's just get to what we're here for. And start. <laughs> I don't know if you want to start on the, the first British hole or the open? tenth. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be all right. Let's go through hole by hole. Oh, first sure. hole. I'll be all right. Oh, Glenn, using- Glenn, to clarify, do you want the, the camera on Drew right now or the camera on me? Where would you like it? No, it should be on Drew. Oh, it should be on Drew. Okay, yes, I'm sorry, Drew. Well, what, what happened to I'll um, move it for you. Gavin? We can't have Oh, yeah, he's done. He's done. Yeah, yeah. There you go. We gave it a shot. It just didn't work out, right? Was he done? We upgraded. No, he's on vacation. This oh, week. is he? And where are you going? I don't know if you heard. It's July. What happened? What happened to Gavin? <laughs> yeah, that's the same thing he calls my son. Well, it's It's no different. If your name starts with a G, that's the way it's gonna go. Mm. Right. What'd you do to your hair? It's. I don't know if you heard. It's summer. I did hear. Yeah, it's warm out. <laughs> you just given up, huh? No, I just decided maybe I didn't want to have sweat all over me. At gave all up. Time. What was that jacket happened. you were wearing at that dog thing the other it night? It was an animal themed <laughs> jacket for an animal that? charity. Jeez, it whiz. had kitties all over it. What is your what, like? Honest to God. <laughs> This is my fourth cup of coffee today. Oh, that explains a lot. <laughs> it's, it's not enough. It explains a it's lot. Jamaican blue, and yeah, it's not no, that kind of Jamaican well, blue. Not this time, anyway. Right. Uh, that's legal now, though, so you know, feel free to do whatever you'd there like. There are 100 do. people standing outside. It's unbelievable, day. isn't it? It's unbelievable. Don't you people have a somebody on the corner you <laughs> yeah, can get right. this from? Like, <laughs> yeah, why do you got to go to what, the what dispensary? Right. Um, Drew's here. <laughs> We've got a lot to do today. Coming up a little bit later on, Sal Palantonio from ESPN will join us. He thinks the Ravens could dethrone the Chiefs in the AFC this season. Yeah, when pigs fly. <laughs> That's what you had for today? That's what you had? I'm just, I'm aggravated about last night, so I'm, oh, I'm anti-Baltimore I, I, everything. Did you bet oh. him? What is wrong with you? I've been betting him every night. Oh. Well, well, of course you bet him every week. night. They won, they they won eight in a row. I understand. It's been row. a rough week for your betting. Ethan Pecco, former Towson Tiger, now with the Houston Astros, selected in the sixth round. We'll catch up with the former Towson pitcher. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> because of why? Because of the Astros? Because of his time at Towson? No, but you'll learn how to what? you'll learn how to put stuff on the ball in Houston at least. That's not what they do there. Prolong your career. That's not their choice. They do that in lots of places. You'll learn how to doctor get, the ball I up if nothing York, else. They do that quite a bit. Uh, and coming up a little bit. Well, the Astros on. were did the master class in it. Anything else? Wait, wait. You know what? Go just, ahead. Just get it all done. Just, just get it all out. Just right aggravated. Now. About the, whatever. I want to like what the British Open to start today. Oh, it starts at like 1 a.m. What's that all about? Uh, well, it's, I don't know if you heard. There's a time difference Yeah, but over they, in England. They couldn't start it at 8 a.m. local time? I, I don't know if you heard. There's a time. Yeah, yeah it's new. <laughs> there's a time it's, difference and They just there. changed it. So he didn't yeah, hear right. that it was warm outside. Right. He asked me why I cut my hair like it was the middle of winter. 
Glenn, I'm just not used to seeing you without the Spider-Man hat. Like I, yeah, for I've gotten used to that. I I mean, it'll come back, but like for Mm. a couple of weeks while the hair's still short, I'll I'll go sans hat. Is the way that that will that'll go. What else do you have? Get it all. I want you to get it all off your chest. Like, like imagine you're laying down four cups of coffee. You get after a while, it starts to agitate you instead of help you. I have nothing to say about that last night. I mean, it was an abomination. Fiasco. It was just an abomination. It was, it was some of the worst baseball I've ever seen in my life. There was one inning where I think they scored four They, they scored four they runs. They scored five runs. Five runs, sure. and I think they got a hit. But they definitely got more than one hit. Uh, well, not many There was more. a three-run homer in there. That they, might have been the only thing yeah. they did, but all the other guys got on base because we either walked them, there was an error, we yeah. threw the ball in the wrong area. Well, the, the the look. I know it wouldn't have made a difference because they were already down big. But like the Frazier thing was just such like of all. Dude, he's getting worse. It, the which guy is, is one of the worst defensive players in all of baseball, right? It's and, unbelievable. And we there are there are still people that kind of want to ignore it. So I don't think it's as bad as he's terrible. My God, he's, he's ter- wretched. He's defensively. terrible defensively. Wretched. Yeah. Defensively. I mean, Odor laughs at him. I can't believe how bad he is defensively. Right. I, I it's, You know what's interesting about, and I certainly haven't followed his career at all, other than, you know, you look at his offensive numbers, and what he's doing this year is in a little bit of an abnormality it's, power-wise. It's certainly. A, I don't know why. Did you say abnormality? Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, sure, why not? But <laughs> big, yeah. big word of the week. Yeah, it means not normal. Yeah. Um, exactly. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Um, I don't. Has, has he always been this terrible defensively, or has this, I, as time has gone on, I was trying to his get his range into that, has diminished, right. his back's bothering him, his whatever, his glutes aren't firing like in Tiger in his heyday. Yeah. Like what was he always this terrible defensively? I was trying to get into that the other day, and I because the not. irony of it is, his offense is, you know, reasonably the same as it's been, yes, and from a power more, standpoint, eh, it's more. He, he's been a he has been a worse average hitter than he typically is. I mean, he's been a, an awful average hitter, obviously, this season. But yet, to your point, he's made up for it with power, and clearly, he's going to hit twenty home runs by the end of the year. If he runs. stays on the team. Um, I mean, he's staying, and I and I think you're right about that. And it's the only reason why he's staying on the team is because of the power, and because he's gotten some big hits, because he offers zero. Zero. It's hilarious to me when somebody says, "Well, he's got some versatility." No, he doesn't. Yeah, there is nowhere on the field where you want Adam Frazier playing. Yeah, not you, certainly not in the corner outfield spots. I, not it's insane. He makes Jay Gibbons look good. Boy, that's a that, Jay. That, that's, Jay used to just run around out there like no idea. waving at it. And it was the other guy that we had. The day he lost the ball in the snow. No, no, no. Did you guys see the? They, remember David Newhand? Oh yeah, David Newhand. Remember David Newhand? His father was a sports writer. playing in the center field. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god! Did you guys see what happened to DJ Stewart in New York? No, I, I did see. I did see Poor what DJ. happened to DJ. It's been a tough. It's been you a know, tough go for old. It's, DJ. it's almost like one of those guys you just feel bad for. Oh, him. like I, I don't want to feel bad for, but I feel bad for him. Yeah. By the way, this kind this is the kind of guy that pisses me off. What? He has no business. How old are you? Eighteen? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm twenty-two. Twenty-two. Yeah. Why do you, look, why does he piss DJ, you off? DJ, no DJ is in my same age range. See, because this is what we do now. The and the kid last week did the same thing. He knows far <laughs> too much. The kid last week. The Loyola kid. <laughs> right. Carson. Gavin Carson. that flunked out. No, right. Carson. Oh, Carson. He, Good. He, they couldn't pass the test over there, LaSalle. Um, <laughs> he, they all know far too much. They have no business knowing all this. I But they disagree. follow sports. <laughs> what is, what is your issue with that? Next I don't time, understand what the problem is. Next with time that. you're in a bar. But they don't have like, – it's not like they have to take care of their kids. Next time you're in a bar, go <laughs> up to a girl and say, hey, you know what DJ Stewart's hitting? And see what that does for you. <laughs> I'd rather not do that. 
wrong with you? Uh, just just four cups of coffee. <laughs> Other than that. <laughs> Other than that. You know, uh, I, I prepared myself for this today. I, I Yeah, he did. He literally <laughs> said that. He's like, I'm prepared to be made fun of by Drew Forrest. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, like, it's, well, it's what's expected it's a, to happen. It's a badge of honor. Right. Yes, it's expected yeah. to happen. That's I'll come to your house. At least I don't get called Gavin. Like, that's just not even right. Well, he's close. never going to b- bother to learn, Zach. I'm sorry. He's okay, never going to bother fine. to learn what I'm you're so, Are you yeah. a, a CK or a CH? I'm a, or, C, I'm a CK. Or are you a C? I'm a CK. No, I, I would never be a C. Okay, so you're a CK? I wouldn't even show my face around here if I was a C. Okay, so Coach of the Bengals is a C, right? Like well, oh, he is for sure. Ah! He's definitely a C. Yeah, remember when he got mad? <laughs> I do remember. remember. I do remember. Well, first of all, we got mad at him. Well, we did. For kicking for, a field goal when it was 44 yeah, to nothing. Correct. And what's his name? Old Wink got pissed off at him. <laughs> right. Zach was supposed to. We were just supposed to. Zach was like, yeah, we'll just let you shut us out. It's good. Yeah. Well, remember Wink got mad at that? I mean. Like, what's wrong Wink, with you? Wink you was kind of a hard, He was kind of a hard ass. He was kind uh, of Wink a was a clown. Kind of? Yeah. Um, all right. So the Orioles lose last night. They'll try to avoid the sweep. And uh, that, that matters. I know you're going to ask me, am I worried? And the answer is no. Why would I ask you that? Oh, because you do every week. Are you no. worried now? They're, no. They're fine. No. The Dodgers got swept at home by the Phillies. It's it's a bummer that they lost the game on that, Monday That set night. the tone. Yeah. They were rolling. It 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 feels like they that They were had... rolling. They were going to have a great field night. They uh, Rodriguez came up and was decent. And actually, if you go back and I'm trying to remember, who who who, who where was the ball hit? The dude should have caught the ball, didn't catch the ball. Hicks? In center field. It was Hicks. Yes. Hicks. Yes. If that ball gets caught. I, the whole game might change. Like, right, I'm, not, I'm not saying he was great, but mm-hmm. he but he certainly was m- more than adequate enough to win. He his pitch, you know, he threw the ball well. I thought that that was a huge turning point in the game. And you know, obviously, then Baker comes in, and that that was a big that I, was a big game. If they some- win that game. Yeah, you know now they're walking around with their chest out last night. But if there is something that I've been reminded post All Star break, I do think that we got a little caught up on the starting pitching is fine because for one time through the rotation, the starting pitching was fine. The last time through the rotation, all five starters in the first half, all five starters were really good, and we kind of forgot that like the Minnesota offense is dreadful. I mean, it's just as as bad as it gets. It, I don't know why. On paper, it shouldn't be this bad, but Minnesota's offense stinks. And I feel like we allowed ourselves to get carried away in the starting pitching is fine. It's all come around. And in in moments, I think all of the starting pitchers can be capable. Again, we don't really there isn't really a fifth starting pitcher at the moment. Although Cole Irvin made an argument last night that he should go back to the rotation. He was very good last night. He was really good. Or maybe that's proof that that should be his role is being the long man because somebody gets clobbered in the third inning. Yeah, come in right. It's a little bit of the pressure is off, right? You know, the, we're probably not going to win the game anyway, and he pitched really well. And if the offense could have ever gotten going last night, who knows? Maybe they could have found a way back into that game as well as Cole Irvin pitched. But I do think that we got a little bit too comfortable with the starting pitching for a little bit and kind of forgot that there's still – I know where this is headed. What? I mean, we're going to talk about him, right? Oh, you want to talk about Otani? Well, he pops up in Would You Rather Wednesday. You guys, are, I won't be here for that. You guys are well. We'll still have you participate. Um, well, Lamar meter at ninety six because of December. Yeah, we, we're not sure about it. Um, because <laughs> we don't know if it, is that the December all, meter. Stop the Lamar already. December meter. You did that joke last week. Oh, you got to come up with new material when you come. Yeah, but Letterman threw the thing through the I glass every night, every time, and it you worked. Do that. I don't even like the taste. I understand. I, it worked. I understand. Let's talk about Otani. 
Let's Somebody came up to me at that animal thing last week and was like, I, c- I can't believe they let you guys on the radio together again. I said, don't worry. It'll never happen again. Yeah, it's pretty much that. That'll never. Did you see this one clown-ass ump last night throw I did. I did the pitching coach from Toronto I, out of the I game? I did see that last night. I, I, yes. That's the one to finish me off. You were finished three weeks ago. I, these, these umpires. It's the same bit you've done you, every week. you got to fire all these This guys. one finished you off. you gotta got to be fired. All of them. Every yeah. single one Just of them. march them all out there. Fire them all. Ta- force them to take their clothes off, parade them through the He street. wasn't even Shame. talking to the ump. Shame. I'd look, it was a, you want to see, have, okay, you, this will mean nothing to you at all. The single most clown shoes things that happened in sports all week happened in Hungary this week. It happened in a women's tennis event. It's on clay courts. Okay. Um, this is worse than um, Djokovic yelling and getting a hindrance point uh, knocked against him. But well, I mean, they didn't really stop. I mean, that one didn't even count. It was just a warning. I mean, like, okay, but on. but come still, on. like, so there's a women's tennis match happening, um, and Shui, Zhang Shui is playing Alyssa Toth, and Shui hits a shot that's called out, and it's on a clay court. Now, how this works on clay courts is you just go look at the ball mark. There's no Hawkeye. You just go look where there's a there's a mark from the right. ball on the clay court, and you can see was it in or was it out. So Schwade starts looking at it. She's like, I think that might have been in. And she says, Hey, hey, hang on a second. The other girl, I swear to God, walked over and walks over and scrubs it. out the mark. I love it. So that it can't. Oh, you love it. I love it. You love She's it. She's out right away. Which out could, of the tournament? I I mean that's what I would think. You got to go. I would think that would be the case. Sorry. Immediately, no right. effing chance. Right. You're done. That's unbelievable. It's the most clown shoes thing I've ever seen That's in sports. Real. I mean, you. She walks over and rubs just to make sure that they can't be reviewed. Now, now did she? This girl, did she accidentally? No, not, walk over no, and do no, no, it. No, 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 not oh, in any way. Oh, or did she? No, not a chance. Not she. It's like in the old days when hard. you weren't allowed to type tap down spike marks. Yeah. And you, you would walk by and just sort of your putter hit the ground by accident every every, every now three and then, feet. Right? You're like, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah. What spike happened? marks, sorry. What happened there, right? right? Yeah, what was that all about? So yeah. she did it on purpose. One of the worst things wow. I've ever seen in competition. Wow. Yeah. Well, those Hungarian women, you know how they are. I don't know how they are. i got to be honest with well, you. you. I haven't spent a lot are. of time. That's, is, that represents all Hungarian <laughs> women? <laughs> Pretty much. Boy, I didn't know you knew so much about Hungarian women. Very oh, weird man. world. All right, so let's get back I, to Otani. Are, let, why? Why get back to Otani? He'll cool. pop up. We're getting him, aren't we? No, they're not getting Otani. Rosenthal's banging the drum too. I saw you were trying to bang the drum um, the other day at your website. Rosenthal was banging the drum today at the Athletic. It's this is nonsense. Look, if well, o- nonsense for what reason? Because you can't pay that price for any rental at all. You can't. Well, that do is it. the dispute. I mean, or not dispute, but that is the. Quandary, right? Look, by the way, if at some point we find and out when the you market say that price, yeah, what's if the, that we find price? out the market for Otani is not nearly what you would think it would be, let's talk. But well, what do you, you know, think it is for legitimate prospects? Okay, but who are they? So go, go, go for, through and for who, what it's worth. Let's. I'm going to do, do you this. Think they are. I'm going to do it based on what Rosenthal said today. Just okay, for the sake well, of it. What's he know? But, what is Rosenthal? No. Nice tie. What? Why are you going after Rosenthal? Uh, he wrote something about the blast once. I've never forgiven him. Have you never been over <laughs> it? See, ever remember the? I, there was something we were talking about one morning, and he literally texted me, "You guys are all wrong." I love and I it. said, "Ken, why don't you just just come on here and call tell us in? That. Call in. We'll talk about." it. He right. said, "Nah, taking the kids to school." I love it. Like, why are you? Right. What is this? Right. We're like, wrong. You're why? taking your kids to school. Yeah. Right. right. You tell me who's. You tell me who's <laughs> yeah, got who's, more yeah, authority. What's all that about? So, yes, Ken Rosenthal today at The Athletic goes in on the Orioles should go after um, Shohei Otani. Okay. Here's what he suggests. Okay. Right? 
A package for Otani could include one of first baseman Ryan Mountcastle. Okay. No chance. No chance. No chance. No chance. Why? That that would be what not... they would. No, that that would be that they would take Ryan Mountcastle as a centerpiece of a Shohei Otani well, deal. Not a centerpiece, but yeah, you uh, want to throw in, him in, in. Okay, go ahead. But this is the problem. He all says right. one of okay. this group of guys, right, and here. he puts all these guys on the same level. Okay. Is the problem. Go ahead. He puts Kowser, Mayo, and Mountcastle on the same level. <laughs> okay, Kowser, yeah, Kowser, Mayo, and Mountcastle. Mount okay. How funny would it be oh, if we sorry, had a... Sorry, or Kerstad. How funny Kowser, would... one of, Mountcastle. Okay. So let's start there. Mountcastle, hmm. Mayo, Kerstad, or Kowser. How funny would it be if we had a guy, last name was Lettuce, and another guy, Man. last name was Ketchup? What? <laughs> Just how funny would That's... that be? <laughs> ketchup, Lettuce, and Mayo. Just how... F- <laughs> uh, you know sometimes... Just how funny. You know what I think about sometimes? How lucky you are. Why do you is. do this? Why? Just how lucky she is. But just think about how funny that would be if we had ketchup, lettuce, and mayo. Right, so one from that group, he says, plus right. one of Westberg, okay. Ortiz, okay. or Prieto. Okay. By the way, I'll get there in a second. Okay. Plus okay. Cade Povich okay. or Seth Johnson, okay. of course, all, which, which all of us say, why not both? Please, right? right. Hey, yeah. Please, <laughs> why not Please both? Take them both. Um, and Chris Davis, and and I don't remember. What, so that's it, basically he suggests that. And by the way, if the trade was Mountcastle, uh, Prieto, and Povich and Johnson, we'd all say, "Do it tomorrow." Like, what are we talking about? Do it tomorrow. The problem is, the, like, comparing Mountcastle to Mayo or Kerstad is absurdistan. Like, there's no comparison between those things. Um, the comparing Prieto you, to you don't Westbrook, know that yet because they haven't played. Their value at the moment is absurd. Okay, Mount Castle's value is dramatically Decline. diminished. It's declined. Correct. I would agree with that. To compare their value to your point, do we know that Mayo or Kerstad will ever end up being the guys that we think? Of course, we don't know that. Right. But to compare the value of Mount Castle to the value of Mayo or Kerstad right now is absurd. So the price of Mayo plus Westberg that that that's too much. Immediately, that's too much for a rental player. Now, it wouldn't be too much for, but but you you will acknowledge that just, you're it's getting not the same as any other rental player. You're I getting understand two that. players. I get it, right? It and depends I, on what your your analysis of this year is. If the the window is going to close in 24, or it's not. That's the question. I mean, you look at the Yankees being dramatically worse than usual. You look at the Red Sox being dramatically worse than usual. You say the Red Sox are actually. Better than we thought they were going to be. I guess they, but, but yes. compared to normal standards yes. for the Reds, they've been the best team in July. One of the best teams in baseball in July. I, I but do you think they have like a chance to win the World Series? No, but I also think that if they somehow snuck into the playoffs, which is unlikely at this point, they they'd be one of those teams that if they went eighteen and four in their last twenty two and snuck in, then they might be dangerous. I don't, I don't know, but anyway, I know what you're saying. That look, the window. This is the the window is just opening. That's the hope. But the but what you don't know is next year as we think we're going to be better, Texas might be better and um Detroit might be better and the Blue Jay like I I'm much more of the mindset and I am trying hard to not worry all that much about the fact we haven't been there since 1983. Because Mike Elias doesn't care about that, but I think for us people that people of my age, like this is important. We haven't been to the World Series since I was eighteen years old, so I I would like to see them. Now I agree. I 
I don't know. I, I would say that to me, just what I've seen, I would really it would be hard for me to give up Westberg. And it's very small sample size. It would be hard for me to give him up. I, I could, if there was the, but the right, other guys, there is there is a tra- you know we talked about the thing that was floating around that FanDuel put out last week where it was like Westberg and then you know whatever else Hall DL Hall and and for Cor- Corbin Burns and I said I'm not saying no to that because Burns gives you another year of control after this year he's a legitimate ace like I'm not immediately saying no as much as I agree with you that I have no interest in parting ways with Jordan Westberg. Like, I do think that you have enough there that you could live, and you're drastically upgrading the top of your rotation if you do something like that with another year of team control. But for a rental piece that you're not helping your bullpen in any way, which I think most of us would say at the moment is the most concerning. Why can't the Orioles get to the World Series this year? Because the bullpen is atrocious behind one and a half guys. I mean, at best. I don't know about that. Uh, I think behind two and a half guys. If you're giving weight. If we get the game to the seventh inning and we're ahead, we're we're pretty much winning unless it's 4-3. Like, I, I, you have way more faith in what you have seen from Yenier Cano of late than than I think there is reason to have faith okay. in it. He's, an, he's, he's been no uh, Perez. AF. I don't disagree with that. Right. It's why I'm still willing to give him a half. Like, I'm still willing to say I have the second most faith in Yenier Cano, and I think he's a part of the solution. But to pretend like he's the lockdown guy in the eighth inning, is not. that has not been the case whatsoever. There's one guy well, you have he, complete faith in. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think Cano – I think Cano has been getting nicked, but I don't I don't think he's – I'm not that worried when they're ahead 5-2 and he comes in. There's a big difference between being ahead 5-2 and having something to play with. We're talking about oh, okay. the playoffs for, now. Uh, sure. Like you're trying to make it to a World I Series. I, I'm okay with him. I, I am. But I, I don't, I'm not disputing, by the way, that we don't need another arm or two. I, I'm yeah, just I saying. Think it's multiple arms. Multiple bullpen arms. I don't know. I don't see anybody there. else being all that good either. In the bullpen specifically no, or just uh, overall? In the league. Okay. Like – I don't know. I mean, who's I, better than us? Well, right now the Rangers, the Braves, and the Rangers are definitely better. Uh, at the moment, I wouldn't say definitely better. Well, the Braves are definitively better, and I would argue the Dodgers are now proving that they're better, especially if they're yeah, going to two games. Not just these two games. It's the totality of what they present. It's the totality of look at that lineup and I tell me where you like the team. I do like the team. Won't you be a homer for once Wait, and say what? <laughs> they're they're never going to lose another game. Go team. Yeah, is that what you want me to say? <laughs> Well, I, I, look, by the I way, am again, a, I am pro Otani. I, I'm. I'll tell you, I'm pro Otani. We'll call it pro Tani. I'm pro Tani. If the price I'd is not nearly what, thank you. If the now that changes everything. <laughs> God, I mean, like, go ahead. If Drew's gonna get a jersey, trade West. We have a seventeen. How do we? Care? We have a seventeen on the team. What are we doing? What is? I, this? I, I, I am now again. I'm not doing this willy-nilly. But that's I'm not it's, giving them. When we right. say we're pro Otani, it's brainless. Like in the scenario, are they trading which, him? We don't know that at the beginning, they have with, to, but at though. some point, yes. They I have to. I agree. I think there's only four guys that you don't give up for them. And I don't think Kowser, Kerstad, or Westberg are in that four. I don't just. Dis- I'm saying so if, you're it was, saying if Henderson, you could trade. I'm saying Henderson, Rutschman, right. Holiday, right. and Grayson. Right. I understand that, four but guys. you're I mean, willing to put all of the rest of those guys in? Not all of them, but, but certainly mix and, the, mix and match. It's the, it's the price. It's the, I don't I'd, want it. I might even give them Grayson. These guys aren't untouchable Maybe. to me, but when you start talking about rental pieces, if all I'm coming away with is a rental, then certain guys become untouchable. Westberg, to me, becomes untouchable. 
if it's the cost of the if the cost of this is let's go to this list povich and johnson now again now you've got nothing pitching prospect wise at this point like now the cupboard the cupboard is utterly bare it's bare to begin with it's thin but now it's utterly bare. You've yeah. got nothing when it comes. Yeah, to I mean, pitching I wouldn't prospects. necessarily call Povich a top tier pitching prospect. He's like I wouldn't a, call any of them top. But they're no, all you no. have. You you don't have other options. Somebody's got to pitch. Like you have nothing coming forward. So, but let's just say it: those two guys, and it was Ortiz. Then I'm talking. I don't want to trade Mayo or Kerstad for a rental. But if I can do those two guys and Ortiz, then maybe we can talk about one of these other two players is a for a rental. But to, to Here's the other thing I would I would ask. It is it What's the likelihood that on opening day 2025, I know this is very hard to do, but you you can plug and play these guys. What's the likelihood that Mayo, Kerstad, Kalzer, Westberg, Ortiz, Gunner what what's the likelihood that all of those guys are on the team in 2025 because they have a, a place to play? Well, the specifically infielders. What's just very what's the, very minimal. Yes, right. That's why I would have no problem. So you're you're, said you're probably moving one of these or two of but, these guys on anyway. And what I would say is, point, I would have no issue if if the price of a rental for a pitcher for a Lucas Giolito was Norby, right? Like I don't want to do that. Yeah, it I, seems I'm, like I'm lukewarm on him. Now it too. seems like you should be able to do better than a rental with Norby. But the guy I want from the White Sox is Sheets. Yeah, I know you love him. That's your guy. That's but the if, only guy I want. But if if the White Sox said we do straight up Giolito for Norby. I'd say okay, I can live with that. Yeah, sure. Right? Like I don't, I don't want sure, a sure, rental. Sure. Like I would prefer. Well, look at this dude in control. Oakland now, who's killing the ball yeah, that I, we gave I, up I for. I understand that. Irvin. Like I you never that. know. I get it. And he could come to the big leagues by the way and stink. Might very well. That's right. totally possible. But I would do that for that. I'm talking about like this. The total price of this. The Angels have to do this. What? Not this, but they have, they have to, to get rid of Donnie. it. Well, they have to. Unless for they some reason. They can't leave in November and you get nothing. I agree with that. And the only question is whether do they, they do they believe that it's a let's keep him happy. If he says to them, I want to be here. Well, it changes the whole thing if he says that. Yeah. Is he going to say that? I don't know. I don't know. Enough. I don't know enough about the guy. I know he's very good at baseball. That's a list of things that I know about him. That's what I got for you. But, good at but, the baseball. I mean, it's totally, it totally changes the whole landscape if he I, says. I understand. I understand. Uh, and I don't know how he says it in Japanese, but I want to be here. No, he didn't study that on your way in. No, he I mean, like, I, 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 I want to be here. I completely get it. Uh, that's totally different than, hey, look, loved it here, but I, I'm going to go chase. You know, the you, you guys know Boston's going to give me, you know, a billion dollars right. and these other teams. Yeah. Are, like, I can't do it. Yeah. Okay, well, then we'll see you later. Or he might just be really happy in Southern California, has developed something and has always been comfortable there. And he says, I would kind of prefer to be here. And they say, even without a guarantee that he's going to sign, and they say, well, if there's a chance, let's try to keep him happy. If I'm the Angels, I, I sit him in a room and I make him watch the Randy Newman I Love L.A. video. I don't know. Like if that, over I, and over I, and I over. I don't know. If that's, I'm pretty sure O.J. Simpson's in that video. Like, I think I'm going to pass. I don't think he actually Poor O.J. I don't think he Stop that. Stop that. The guy's been maligned for the last 25 I years. I don't think he's actually. That's about as wild video. as what happened with the banana yesterday. Oh, so that's, we'll talk about that, too. That'll <laughs> come up as well. All right, um, we got to do actual sports content. Is, oh, are you going to be okay? On. I'm sorry. Uh, coming up, the return of the Maryland Cycling Classic this Labor Day weekend. I was going to uh, ride in this. No, you weren't going but to. But I don't you, know how to do it. That would be that would be part of the reason why you weren't. 
Uh, joining us now, world-class cyclist Robin Carpenter is with us here on GCR. Robin, it's Glenn and Drew in Baltimore. It's good to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking the time for us. No, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. It's great to chat with you. Robin, can you just sort of take me through uh, the, this event in America? We saw it for the first time a year ago. Of course, you're from just up the road in Philadelphia. What does it mean to everyone in the sport to have an event of this caliber right here in the United States? Yeah, you know, it's um, unfortunately pro road cycling in the U.S. has been on kind of a, a little bit of a downturn recently and you know, COVID didn't really, COVID accelerated some of that. So having uh, an event like this, and especially a new event, um, you know, come back for a second year, uh, you know, at this point, this is probably the, no, not probably, this is the the, the biggest road cycling event in the United States. Um, so it's just, uh, it's heartening for those of us who love road racing to, to see something like this um, pop up and then and, and 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 stay here it sounds like you're saying like like you know you never know right you never know when you run an event like this if it's just not going to click it sounds like what you're talking about is that it really is meaningful that there was support for this event and and you tasted some of that a year ago and that there was an appetite to not just do it again but try to grow the event to make it even better yeah exactly i think the the race has great support from from the city and and the county and the state, which I think is is key. It's it's pretty much impossible to run one of these races um, without the people who like do the day to day logistics of of running a city like this, um, like uh, like behind you. You know, it's um it's 120 miles of rolling enclosure with police and you know you know 120 cyclists that can be sometimes spread out over the course of you know, miles on the road. So it's, uh, yeah, it's just been, you know, I'm, I've gotten a little, a little look behind the scenes here recently and to see that there's all this, uh, ongoing support is just, uh, you know, gives me a, Warm, fuzzy feeling for the the future of uh, this sport. (laughs) Robin Carpenter is with us. Again, the Maryland Cycling Classic returns in September. Um, So now we just got to say, what what the heck went wrong last year? What what the heck with 13th place? What is that? That's unacceptable, Robin. (laughs) We're we're rooting for you. I'm right there there with you, man. (laughs) I uh, I came into that race with a a ton of fitness. And I actually, here's the thing about, um, about cycling is that, you know, there's, there's all this benefit to, to drafting, right? I don't know how much you know about bike racing, but it's very not just little, who's, uh, very little. Not just, <laughs> it's just you so and it's I. It's just an exercise contest, right? <laughs> so, like, uh, you look at like a triathlon, like an Ironman. You know, it's just a bunch of people. Drafting's not allowed, and it's people sort of riding in a straight line. And it's sort of you know, who's who's whoever's fit enough is gonna gonna win that. There's nowhere to hide. However, in road cycling, when you see that big pack of cyclists, it's not because everybody just like wants to hang out together. It's because <laughs> there's a basically like a you know, you do about half or less as much work as the guy in front of you if you're sitting behind him in his uh, in his draft. So because of that, there's all sorts of tactical dynamics that can play out. Um, and if you're taking too much wind early on, it basically can uh, can ruin you for the rest of the race. So I was a little too excited. You know, first year event last year, kind of a little bit local. You know, I'm not yeah. quite from Baltimore, but, you know, Philly's, Philly's close. You know, like I said, this is one of the only... Uh, only events of this caliber in the country right now. So I was doing a little bit too much, like probably in the opening, opening miles. Um, and then, uh, there was this bit of a climb and the, the race kind of the, the, the group of 20 kind of got away from me. I did have teammates in it, which was kind of, that's, that's part of the game here too, is, you know, it's not just me here. It's, I have, you know, 
six teammates in the race. So yeah. we're uh, constantly, constantly, it's a team effort, right? You know, one, one person can't win a race against seven unless they're, uh, you know, a superhero. And we, uh, we don't really, we try not to try to talk about crazy heroic performances like that in cycling anymore. Um, well, you, <laughs> you know what I mean? You and I are kindred spirits. Cause when I was 15, I used to deliver newspapers. Oh, very similar. And yeah. I tried to get it done in 27 minutes or less. Right. Right. So, I mean, I would race through the neighborhood. Yeah. So I, I feel I like, like I feel like you and I are right there. I mean, mm-hmm. I can, I, I can, I can just feel your energy. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. You had, you had all this potential. What happened? To I, you? Know, I, <laughs> I got old. Sorry, we're doing a special today. It's take it's take your grandfather got, to work today. I got old, so I apologize, Robin. I had to let granddad. Well, here, no, come here's in my here's my, my, you know golf goes through this with the equipment changes. Golf has over the last twenty five years, golf has really changed because of the equipment so much so that they're talking about rolling back the ball and the clubs and all that stuff. Has has cycling gone through the same thing with the bike? Like is 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 the bike you're riding today? The same bike you would have ridden ten years ago, not even close. Okay, yeah, different, different planets. You know, there's, um, you know, but between when I started sort of getting into racing, probably in you know 2005 or so, and now, now all all bikes are are carbon fiber, right? Every single bike that's high end is is full carbon fiber, carbon fiber wheels, handlebars, frame, uh, seat, you know. All the shifting now is electronic and wireless. Uh, all road bikes come equipped pretty much standard with hydraulic disc brakes. So your, you know, stopping time is, is so much faster. There's like, it's, it's increased the speeds in a lot of these races by a, by a significant margin, no and, doubt. And, and what would the cost be? What's, that, that's something I'm interested in, too. Like, what's the, what's the cost of top-of-the-line bike that you or your others uh, on your team would be riding in? Yeah, it definitely varies. Sometimes teams have sponsors that are a little bit more budget oriented and are, aren't uh, necessarily pushing the envelope. But I think if you, if you look at the the tour de France, which is sort of in its conclusion, concluding stages right now over there, um, some of the top end bikes that those teams are riding, you know, they're not standard. They've been, they've been customized. So even a, a standard top of the line bike now is like $12,000. Wow. Once you add in sort of uh, some of the the extra little widgets that are you know making the bike a little more aerodynamic, a little bit lighter um, than than a stock bike, you're talking you know fifteen, sixteen, seventeen thousand dollars. Nice. So you know you're gonna you and I can go get two like, of them. Yeah, right. <laughs> we're gonna run out and get two of them right now. Right now, um, Robin. Let's Car- just say it's more than my car. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, right. Robin Carpenter with us just another minute or two here on GCR. As we're getting ready for the Maryland Cycling Classic coming up September third, um, Robin, I, I always, whenever we have a cyclist on, I always have to know gnarliest looking injury that you've ever experienced, like gnarliest, you know, wipeout or the time that you ate it and you just looked down and you were like, oh boy. Oh man, it's funny that you ask because just this year I actually had my my worst crash ever. I was doing a um, what's called a Criterium race in South Carolina, which is sort of a you know, a bunch of laps, like say 70 laps on a short course, like say around a, a city block or two. Um, and in the, in the last lap, you know, at like, you know, 200 meters to go or something, I got taken out by somebody dive bombing the inside of the corner, um, at about 42 miles an hour. Um, and I broke six bones oh. in the fall, oh. wrist, collarbone, four ribs and a concussion. So how, okay. That's by far the worst. <laughs> how, how long? Okay, you broke six bones, and then you were back on a bike. How, how long after that? 
Uh, so I, all my fractures were non-displaced, fortunately, okay. no surgery. Right. So I was able to get back on the trainer, like inside, uh, after two and a half weeks or so, Jeez. once the concussion symptoms subsided. Okay. The other thing is the guy that died, that dove bomb you or dive bombed. I don't know what the appropriate version of that phrase is. <laughs> wrecked, wrecked yeah, right? The guy right. that wrecked you, are, like, are you able to like see him the next day at breakfast and be like, Hey man, you know, like all, all's fair in cycling or... Do you, do you literally, like, every time you see him walk by in the catering line, you kind of clench your fist a little bit? Like, I would really like to go punch that dude in the head. Yeah, there's there's differences, right? There's uh, there's shades of gray to, like, what's, what's sort of acceptable in cycling like that. You know, in any sort of racing, it's like, you know, you're racing for a corner. There's, uh, you know, someone's got to give way eventually. Um, unfortunately, in this case, it was kind of pretty pretty clear cut oh, that the uh, son of a bitch. it was a bone bone boneheaded move but oh. i will say you know they they apologize um, all right all right all right but hard hard to hear an apology when you're you're looking at like <laughs> two and a half months out of competition right. there's not much that anybody really can yeah, say i feel a lot better man thanks for that apology it really helps my <laughs> six broken bones i'm so glad yeah exactly you, it. Oh, you understand oh yeah. man that is rough dude that is rough um, Robin Carpenter, we can't wait to see you back here in uh, in our area for the Maryland Cycling Classic. It was so cool to see how this entire region embraced this event. We can't wait to see what's next. As uh, I know, there's a great commitment from our state to make this an even bigger and better event moving forward. Thanks for spending a couple of minutes with us, man. Continued uh, success this summer, and looking forward to seeing you here in Maryland in a little bit. All right. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much. And if I could just before going, yeah. point out that the uh, there's a couple of like community-based events sort of surrounding the race on Sunday. So there's a, yep. there's a community bike jam uh, here in downtown Baltimore on Friday, which is kind of like a, it's a low key event where families can come with their kids bikes and ride around the park and do a little skills course and maybe get autographs from some past uh, cycling Olympians. And then there's a, um, a longer kind of more serious charity ride that's from the start up in sparks on the, on Saturday morning. So there's like a, there's a whole sort of constellation of things going on on the weekend for the community. Awesome. If anybody wants to sort of get involved and see what, see what cycling is about. Find out more. MarylandCyclingClassic.us is the website for you to find out more about all that stuff. Robin, thanks again, man. Really enjoyed this. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Robin Carpenter with us here on GCR. When we come back in. I want to do a new segment. Oh um, yeah. I, I'm trying to think of a, an appropriate term for it. Um, mm-hmm. Something like, you're on my last nerve. Oh? Or something. Okay, why? Now, these two guys on this poster here next to you. You're, still, you're bothered by them? <laughs> you want to go to war like, with these? Like, who does that? These two guys. <laughs> like, what, what adult, what grown man Probably the same. dresses up in yeah. these outfits and then points at the camera like these Probably two. the same type of fellow that has four cups of coffee on the way <laughs> in to do his show. Probably a similar type of deal. Well, come back what in. What do you call these two people? They're fans is what you call them. Super Raven fans. What's wrong with you? Come back in. We'll play Would You Rather Wednesday. And I'll allow Drew to tell me who's going to win the British Open. We'll do that next. Yeah. Wait until after the break. All right, all right. It's Glenn Clark Radio. John Rob. 
Catch that festival feeling in Charm City. Everywhere you go, you'll find exciting entertainment, delicious eats, and endless summertime fun. Cheer on the O's at Camden Yards, pick crabs by the waterfront, beat the heat inside a world-class museum, and make memories that will last a lifetime. Go to Baltimore.org for more information and to plan your visit. I'm Michael Jan Grandy, president of AJ Michaels, your carrier energy expert for 44 years. Save money, energy, and make your home more comfortable and virus-free. Find us at AJMichaels.com. That's AJMichaels.com. Your summer destination is closer than you think at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. With an expansive gaming floor and incredible dining options ready for you to explore, your adventure awaits. Dine at the new Coho Korean Barbecue House coming in July or on the patio at the Prime Rib. Enjoy the summertime breeze at Orchid Smoking Patio. Limited time packages starting at $229. What are you waiting for? Book now. At Arundel Mills, must be 21. Please play responsibly for help. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call one gambler. All electronic tolling is here to stay in Maryland. And driveeasymd.com helps you cruise a little easier. We're Maryland's tolling resource. Home to EasyPass, pay-by-play, and video tolling. It's never been easier to pay your way. Driveeasymd.com will keep you moving. The Orioles are off and running out to prove that last season wasn't a fluke and they are one of the best teams in baseball. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, host of the Bat Around for Press Box. Tune in every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon as Zach Goodman and I break down every Adley bomb, every Tony Tater, and every save from the mountain. Like a warm hug from Rutschman, the Bat Around has you covered with all things Orioles as we embark on what's sure to be a magical summer in Birdland. So tune in every Saturday for the best in Orioles coverage right here on the Bat Around. Another exciting weekend of affordable family fun at Prince George's Stadium with the Bowie Bay Sox. Weekend starts on the 21st with our Bowie Pit Beef Night. Come on out and grab a bite. Back-to-back fireworks carry on to Saturday with the Island Luau, a free Bay Sox Hawaiian shirt to the first 750 fans. And it closes on Sunday with Heroes Day. Bay Sox jerseys auctioned off to support local charities. Get your tickets now by calling 301-805-6000 or anytime online at baysox.com. The Bowie Bay Sox, let us be your nine-inning vacation. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Costas Inn has been serving up delicious steamed crabs for over 50 years. Lately, the crabs you want to eat when the weather warms up have gotten harder and harder to get. So get your crab-eating game plan in place. Make sure to stick this number on your fridge, 410-477-1975. Call ahead and reserve the size crabs you want. You may be able to walk in, but you may also be disappointed at the size or maybe even get shut out altogether. So call ahead, have a plan, and then arrive on your crab-eating vacation. Costas also has delicious crab soup and crab cakes. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard. For more than 50 years, they've been satisfying crab lovers in and around Baltimore. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Starts your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches. And top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. If you need more of Glenn, you can also hear him every Sunday with Rita on 105.7 The Fan. But also, if you need more of Glenn, um, what's wrong with you? All right. Um, who's, uh, who's, who's winning? 
Who's winning this this golf tournament? Well, here's what I would say. First of all, as I've been doing it, Drew's Morning Dish, like, if you're doing this to wager on golf, if you're, because golf is, right now, has become wildly popular in the betting world because of all the data. Mm-hmm. And there are some people on the internet that are savages that are really good at it. I okay. mean, because they they really go knee deep into the data of like stuff that when I say this to you, you're gonna be like, okay, whatever. Like low the lowest spin rate with your irons on golf courses where the conditions are firm. Ah. Like these guys go right. <laughs> sure. Right. Sure. So they they Isn't that Billy Horschel? So yeah, right. You're close actually. <laughs> so um this is a lot like the NFL in that very, very few people, very few, bet on one game every Sunday. And there's a reason why. I mean, it's hard to get. If you, if right. you lose yeah, it's it. one game, yeah, you lose. Correct. Whereas if you bet on five and you win three, you win something. It sounds like you're making excuses for no, why no, you're no. not going to be able I'm to pick saying, the winner. I, 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 anyway, so I go <laughs> through this and I play a lot of top ten and win bets. Mm-hmm. So I have 11 guys that I throw into the Jesus. mix. Right. Well, there's 150 guys. Right. I have 11 yeah, guys. Yeah, but don't we know that like 100 of them can't win? That's that's part of the game. That's the fun of it. Um, I think it's very difficult to bet against Scheffler. Problem is, he's eight to one. Mm. So you're not you're not making anything. I mean, eight on to him. one in normal in a normal world is pretty good odds. But if you're going to bet 50 bucks on him to win, yeah, I mean, you'd you're, win 400 bucks. That sounds like again, pretty good to me. You're, you're not just betting on him. Right. You're betting on other guys too. Oh. I, I like him. Can you just tell me who's going to win? Tommy Fleetwood. Oh, thank you very much. Now, who is Tommy 25 Fleetwood? 25 to 1. <laughs> is, is, is that just because he's British? Is, no. <laughs> no, he's playing. He's 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 played very, very well. He played very well last week in Scotland and didn't win, which is a good sign to me. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do think Rory, I know everybody dismisses Rory because you can't win two weeks in a row, or it's hard to win two weeks in a row, and it is. If anyone could do it, though, he could do it. Okay. It... It would be different if, like, last week, let's say, Justin Rose would have won the Scottish Open. He's not winning that again. That would have been wild. He's not winning again. Okay. If Danny Willett would have won last week, he's not winning two weeks in a row. McElroy's the one of the rare guys that could do it. I also really like Colin Morikawa, who has not had a great year, but hmm. this golf course and the way it's going to be set up will be really good for him. He won one of these things. He did. Before. I know that. So, I actually like that prediction. A is lot. Tommy Fleet, I, I, Tommy Fleetwood is his is is his dad proud of him or ashamed he didn't follow into his footsteps and join the music field and become be, a be one of, of the Beatles, yeah, right? <laughs> so I, I'm going to give you these five guys. I mean, Mick, I you know, I, I met, was Mick a golfer too? Or? I'm going to give you. I'm going <laughs> to give you. I, I, you. You can't not bet on Scheffler. Okay. I really like, uh, even though he doesn't look Australian. I like Minwoo Lee a lot. Who's Odds are huge, like 50 to 1, which is crazy. I like Minwoo Lee. I like Scheffler. I like Fleetwood. I like um, Colin Morikawa. And if you wanted me to give you one sort of semi-dark horse, weird winner, like Justin Leonard was a weird winner once that nobody thought about, um, I, I would give you Corey Connors. I think he he putting is what really – you know he almost won the PGA, but putting is what holds him back. And these are the simplest, easiest greens in the entire rotation of the British Open. And if Connors has a really good ball striking week, he could win just because he's got a bunch of flat 10-foot birdie putts. Um, 
So I, I like him as a little bit of an off-the-radar stream, somebody that's never won one before. All right. Um, some of it depends on the weather, too, like in terms of the weather draw. Some guys play in the morning, the weather's fine, they get in the afternoon, it's blowing 30 miles an hour, or or vice versa. And you don't you know say the weather is fine in in England in July. I don't think uh, that's ever happened. Uh, but, but I'm saying is it, it can bl- it's like here. It can be summer and then in an hour it rains right. and it's fall. Right, like it. So some of it does depend on what you get from the weather draw. That and there's no controlling that. But uh, right. I like Fleetwood. All right. I, I, there you go. I feel like this is his time. And if you're going to bet on it, what I would encourage you to do first is go to PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. Get $150 in bonus bets from DraftKings after you place your first $5 bet. See that and other great sportsbook offers again right now at PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. i got to go soon. What do we have? Anything else? Uh, we are going to play Would You Rather Wednesday. Up. We'll, we'll let you play Would You Rather Ethan Wednesday. Ethan will be 16 in two weeks. He can start That's, driving himself. I, you know what's surprising about that is that that doesn't that math doesn't seem to work. But well, I'm it, not letting him drive. But then I saw him, Ever. and he looks like he's 40. So uh, no, no. He's, like I'm looks s- like he's 22. Somewhere between those two things. Uh, Would you rather Wednesday? Brought to you by Birdland Sports. If you participate, you can win a shirt of your choice from our friends at Birdland Sports. Let me know when they do a good one. It's <laughs> <laughs> the end of my fourth cup here. I'm I'm really getting agitated come now. Actually, the Batista one's good. Come to your house and chew gum. Right. Do you rather? He's not coming to the Orioles. Would you rather uh, – save yours, sure. Zach. You and I will get into it in the second hour of the program, all right? Mm. Would you rather mm. – what? That ought to be good. <laughs> all right. Would you rather Shohei Otani is dealt to the Yankees or is dealt to the Rays? Yankees. Because I, I don't think they're winning okay. no matter what. Okay. I don't think Judge is coming back. I really don't. I, and, and if he does, he he's not going to be anywhere near. He, I just kind of think they're done. All right. I think they're just hanging on. I don't want him to go to the Rays. He he could push the Rays over the top. All right. Um, next, would you rather? There are two trades that the Orioles could make. I ran them both through the machine. I understand the machine is not Bible. The first one was suggested by Jeremy Kahn. He wants the Orioles to trade for the combo of Jordan Montgomery and Paul Goldschmidt. Okay. Yes, the Cardinals. The Cardinals have not said that they would trade Paul Goldschmidt. They have, however, said they would listen. Okay. Goldschmidt still has another year, by the way, past this season. Montgomery would be a rental. 35? I was going to say 36, but we can double check on that. We've still got a couple of good years left. Paul Goldschmidt is 35. Look at you. But he'll be 36 in September. Yeah, but he's 35 now. Yeah, but we're both kind of right. But he's 35 Uh, now. But we're both kind of right. So the point is. How old is he now? He's. Uh, this trade that worked in the machine had the Orioles sending Joey Ortiz and Judd Fabian for Montgomery and Goldschmidt. So that's trade option number one. Okay. Trade option number two, two guys that are both rentals. I wish we could get the Cardinals uniforms. The Orioles would trade Connor Norby for Josh Hader and Seth Lugo. So I talked about this last week as much as it pains me because he went to Old Mill. I, I, I'd really like Hader. Um Boy, I would love to see. I'd love to see Goldschmidt here. Go, I, I'd be more interested in Goldschmidt than Montgomery, honestly. Um, I'd probably do the first one. Okay, number three. Would you rather the Orioles indeed decide they need a thirteenth pitcher after Cole Irvin had to give him a ton of innings last night? They DFA Mateo, or they send a struggling Colton Kowser back down. 
three for his first. Three twenty-five, right? Twenty-seven. Three for his first twenty-seven. It ain't so easy there as a kid. Um. Mm. I, I. I probably would send him back down. Okay. Before I would give up on. Before I would give up on Mateo. I've already given up on Mateo. Right. I mean, I I wouldn't play Mateo at all. That said, when it's three three and the top of the tenth inning, you shove him out there to second base and let him. He's going to score on a single. Um, or if it's 3-3 in the bottom of the ninth and you lead off with a double, you ship him out there and let him run around the bases. Mm-hmm. I, I would keep Mateo as long as I could keep him until I have to get rid of him. But I am I have washed myself of him as a ba- as a player. Okay. Okay. He is making no contribution other than his speed and his glove. If, you wanna, if it's 4-3 in the top of the ninth and you want to throw him in there to make sure that no ground balls get through the infield. But as a baseball player, I'm done with him. But I, I would – but Kowser is really struggling. And he does look – we did of, this earlier in the year with Gunnar Henderson, right? right? Exactly right. A, a, a lot a of guys seven go through A 7-for-18 spell yep. changes everything All of a sudden. Him. All of a sudden. But I would say – this is not the word anybody wants to hear, right? He, he does look a little overmatched. Okay. All right. And then finally, yesterday we learned something. Okay. On this program that that disturbed me a great deal. Right. So we were doing a, a a bit that involved our intern, young Carson, having to eat a banana. Okay. And I want you to see how it is that he ate this banana. I made a gif of it. This is how. Well, this is the kid from Loyola. Yeah, this is the kid from Loyola. Well, Unfortunately, it. it says my name there. It does. That is, that is very I sad. I for couldn't. You. But I did that. in the tweet, however, say not sad. But that explains oh, the whole. You. That explains the whole thing. That's that's how you he think everyone at Loyola eats. Right, so wait a minute, what, <laughs> he what's he picks doing? Up, he picks up the banana. <laughs> he doesn't really eat the banana like a slice of pizza, though. He eats the banana like it's a corn on the cob. I mean, that's what I meant to say. Yeah, he, same no, he, same thing. That's legitimately pizza. how no, he, he does it. This is this is a straight shoot. I went back in the video, found the exact moment he picked up a banana, and this is how he consumes it. Well, keep in mind, he'd never eaten a banana now, before this moment. He informs us that he had never consumed a banana before. But in his just, life? That's in his life. That's his allegation. All right? That's, I want you to well, see what that. What planet's he been on? Thank you. Thank you. We went through, <laughs> we went through all. Your reaction is extraordinarily similar to what my reaction was yesterday. It brought the show to a human being? Halt. That's it. I've never eaten a banana before. Have you ever seen a human being eat a banana before? It's bizarre. All right. So. so Stay with me. Okay. Stay with me. They don't have bananas at Ole Miss. I wonder he's not bad. I wonder what it is. They don't do that. Yeah, they don't, they don't have uh, those. I've there. been to Ole Miss. I'll tell you what they do have. Yeah. <laughs> they got a few things. Oh. Yeah, they do. Guys that ask girls about DJ Stewart. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> Probably a few of those. I've, oh, never seen a camp- on a- I've never seen a campus it is, like it. It is lovely. It is a lovely it's, campus. I, it's, it's a very lovely there campus. There is no question in my mind. I know this is illegal, but they don't care. Yeah. There is no question in my mind you have to pass a looks test to get in. I don't think that you are wrong They about get that. a picture of you, and they go, nope. Lovely, they're on the wait list. Lovely campus. So would you rather you're on, you got to go back to a younger age. Okay. You're on a first uh, date, right? Okay. You're hitting it off, right? Oh. Like you're having great conversation. Maybe you went and played, you know, putt-putt or went to top golf or something. You're, you're having a great time. You're okay. like, man, this, this could be something. Right, this is happening. Then you get to dinner. Okay. And you either find out the person is an extraordinarily picky eater. Okay. Like, extraordinarily. Okay. Borderlines on a salesperson that we used to we used to know at the radio station that Just doesn't exist a loser. anymore. Easy over there. Or <laughs> they odd they eat all of their food in extraordinarily strange ways, like young Carson eats a banana. I mean, if I'm with like they pick up a piece of pizza and they 
they eat it from the side or if something. If I'm with oh. anyone, male or female, that eats a banana like that, I'm I'm asking you to leave. I'm asking you to leave the table. I don't understand. Date or not. If I pick, if we're somewhere and you eat a banana, if I'm on a date with you and you pick up a banana and eat it like that, I you have to leave. And pick There's, up, this and is pick a, up this a check. Is, this is someone from Old Miss. And this pick, is this and, is this and, is an attractive person. You got to go. This is someone who has a lot of things going for them. You've been hitting it off with them. Yeah. Well, and that's you. You're see leaving them? out one other key component, but we won't get into that. What's that? Well, yeah. just how far along has the relationship progressed? No, it's the first date. I said you're okay. hitting it off. Yeah, things are you, going well, but the but moment I don't, I don't know anything else about her. But you'll live with. You go out to a restaurant, and she says, "I'll have the chicken fingers." You'll live with that. Um, if you eat a oh, banana that. like that, you you'll gotta, live with if that. You, yes. If you eat a banana like that, you got to go. I got some questions about you. You got to go. I got some. I you know. I, it's weird. Yeah, but where I is got, Carson at today? I got. I don't know. Yeah, where I, is? I, I really know. want Carson to be Shane interrogated by this guy. Oh god, it's so sad. So pathetic. All right. Um, would you rather Wednesday? We'll get back into it in a minute. Get your responses at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. Uh, uh, Fairways and Greens on Sunday. Um. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. You're not doing it. No. 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 British Open. Yeah, I'll be there. What time does that thing? What time does the British Open? Um, it'll end at two. Coverage ends at two. The the okay. tournament should end right around one thirty or so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, right. I'll miss. I'll probably just sit in with you for a while. Uh, I will not be there on Sunday, oh. so you won't do that. What are you doing Sunday? I'm uh, I'm going to the beach. No, but who's doing the show? Oh, I don't know the answer to that. I you might, might want to, yeah, right. You might want to ask I about two that. Hours? I have no idea. I couldn't tell you what Chuck. the story is for Sunday. You can, you guys can handle that yourselves because it won't involve me. I'll be at the beach. Um, okay, so that's Sunday and DrewsMorningDish.com. Anything going on there? Mm, yeah, lots of good stuff. <laughs> he was about to say no. No, lots of good don't stuff. Don't go to don't go to my website. No, go, There's go, go. nothing happening. There's a lot of good stuff. Are, I said anything going on there. He said, nah, not really. No, we're good. It's uh, kind we're of ta- we're boring. Uh, Orioles, Orioles, you know. Is that what you're doing over there? Yeah. Well, it's good. And British Open. It's good because nobody else is doing that. We needed somewhere. <laughs> we needed. All right, somewhere. I gotta go. See you Sunday. Oh, ha- uh, good luck at the beach. Thanks. Is Ethan okay? Ethan's good. All right. Just want to make sure he's all right. Thanks, pal. That is true. The 16-year-olds have a way of doing things. All right. There you go. That's Drew Forrester, DrewsMorningDish.com. You can swing the uh, camera back around now. Will do. And um, why don't we make sure we lock the door so he can't come back? Yeah, that, you know why what? Why don't we make sure that there's no option? <laughs> kidding. I was going to say it was nice to see you again, but I'm not sure he'd... Uh... Oh, yeah. yeah he's, he already <laughs> doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah, I, I don't know if, if Drew, you know, he was in here for, what, 50 minutes? I guarantee he doesn't know what my name is. Oh, not a chance. There's not a chance. Not a chance no. in all hell. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I probably should lock them. When I was making that gif of Carson eating the well, band. You know, it's, it's my fault. I, yeah, that you left your name on there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, felt, I felt bad for you that your name is associated with that moment. Because it's one of the most disturbing things. By the way, re-watching that last night gave me... Just disturbed and, you, uh, like a, a level of the creeps that I'm not sure I've ever felt before. It gave me a it's level actually, of the creeps when you zoomed in on it too. Yeah, you know, it's he worse like, than I remembered. He he like stalks it for a second. Yeah, he looks at it. He's like, like he, what is this? Thing? Yeah, right. Because what is this? They don't yeah. serve those in so disturbing on every at level. Ole Miss. I got a bunch of feedback about this segment, and I just stand by. My reaction was guttural. My so I, reaction was, I was I was disturbed by the banana. Yeah. Like, that would have been enough content alone for sure. the segment, was just how disturbing-looking this banana was. But what happened is abominable. 
Like I, I don't disagree. Well, I think you at this point have to test Carson and how many foods he's actually eaten before, because then we can try to see what he hasn't eaten. Clearly, right, never right, eaten see if he knows how to so, eat it. Right. See if he just like, knows do you how know, to eat it. Do you know how to eat a strawberry? So you do you call, know how to eat a? You can call the segment. Does Carson know? Does Carson know we, how we, to eat this food? We we can get a yeah. uh, a theme music for it, probably it played by Eric Clapton. Yes, correct. It's available. <laughs> like, like just a couple of bucks. Right. Just throw it out right. there. See if you can't get him to do a song. It is truly disturbing. All right, uh, we can go ahead and uh, call Sal. That's all right. And sounds good to me. We'll uh, we'll get the other breaks in during the course of the 11 a.m. hour. Hour number one of today's show is in the books. It was brought to you by the print issue of Pressbox, which is available for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Pressbox. You can read it all at pressboxonline.com. Very special issue for us is on the cover, a tremendous story from Dave Ginsburg celebrating uh, the life and legacy of the great Tony Saragusa and how his family is working to keep his legacy going uh, via the Goose Flights program. So we'd really encourage you to pick it up. It has been a very popular issue of Pressbox. It has flown off of newsstands. You can go get it right now. Again, at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of those hundreds of locations around town where you find Pressbox, read it all at pressboxonline.com. And don't forget that uh, your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com are a big part of what we do here. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Orioles and Dodgers wrapping up their series with an afternoon game today. Orioles trying to avoid their first sweep since Adley Rutschman came up, which alone does not mean everything, but it's not nothing either. Would be nice to avoid the sweep. Let's be honest about that. It would be really nice if that were to be the case. Orioles uh, will send Dean Kramer, the uh, former Dodgers farmhand, who, of course, was acquired in the Manny Machado trade five years ago yesterday, Dean Kramer goes for the Birds against Julio Arias in the finale, uh, 1 o'clock. And then the only good news of the last couple of days, of course, has been that the Orioles haven't lost any ground because the Rays have been playing the Rangers and the Rangers have been handling their business. So the Orioles still remain within one game of the Rays. And, of course, that's with a massive four-game series looming this weekend in St. Petersburg. So I don't know what's going on. Let's do this. Let's grab a break, and we'll see if we can't get things straightened out. All right. Something's going on. Something weird is happening. We're Our not sure exactly not, what it is. Not working. No I, idea what I, it I is. I call him on the cell. It works fine. He, Very he, weird. He, is, he can't hear me. Very so weird. I'm going to have you call him and try to figure this out. Well, yeah, we'll do something else. We're okay. going to grab a break, and we're going to try to track down South Palantonio. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Hike to new heights. The best view is yours in Washington County. Our iconic scenic overlooks provide some of the most breathtaking vistas in the mid-Atlantic. Some are very easy walks, some can be driven to, and some are the payoff for a moderate to difficult hike. All are near quaint small towns that offer great dining, shopping, hiking gear, and more. Explore our five national parks for iconic vistas and wineries with breathtaking views. Visit our quaint historic towns and make your stay unforgettable. Learn more at visithagerstown.com. Maryland, be open. Maryland drivers, did you know you can save up to 77% on tolls with an Easy Pass Maryland discount plan? That's right, 77%. It's never been easier. Pick the plan that's right for you at driveezmd.com. We'll keep you moving. It's a Maryland thing you wouldn't understand. 
Where the waves meet the shore, you will find Dorchester County. Hi, this is Jimmy Charles. When I think of Maryland, I think Dorchester County on the eastern shore where it's open for making memories. Dorchester County, it's a Maryland thing. For more info, visit www.visitdorchester.org. It's a Maryland thing. The All-America Senior Game, powered by New Balance, will be back at Johns Hopkins Homewood Field on July 29th. The most decorated girls and boys lacrosse players in the country have been invited to play in what is the premier lacrosse event of the year. Every college coach wants their players in this game, and if you dream of being in this game, you start by trying out for one of your regional underclass teams this summer. The best against the best. Get your tickets now at allamericalacrosse.com. Your summer destination is closer than you think at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. With an expansive gaming floor and incredible dining options ready for you to explore, your adventure awaits. Dine at the new Coho Korean Barbecue House coming in July or on the patio at the Prime Rib. Enjoy the summertime breeze at Orchid Smoking Patio. Limited time packages starting at $229. What are you waiting for? Book now at Arundel Mills. Must be 21. Please play responsibly for help. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call one. 800 gambler. Costas Inn has been serving up delicious steamed crabs for over 50 years. Lately, the crabs you want to eat when the weather warms up have gotten harder and harder to get. So get your crab eating game plan in place. Make sure to stick this number on your fridge. 410-477-1975. Call ahead and reserve the size crabs you want. You may be able to walk in, but you may also be disappointed at the size or maybe even get shut out altogether. So call ahead, have a plan, and then arrive on your crab eating vacation. Costas also has delicious crab soup and crab cakes. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard. For more than 50 years, they've been satisfying crab lovers in and around Baltimore. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Check out PressBoxOnline.com every day to find daily winners and betting advice from Jeremy Kahn. And if you want some advice about life decisions that you probably shouldn't make, here's Glenn Clark. All right, back in here in GCR. We're de- we've run into a bit of a technological issue. These I, things yeah, these I, things happen. So it's okay. It's okay. I feel responsible. The, Zach Zach is very worked up because he's in here producing the show, and so he doesn't. <laughs> he's like, oh god. You know, one time I made the power go out at the uh, at the Baltimore place. Do you oh, remember that's that? Not gr- that's not. I don't remember that. Oh you yeah, the I, power I, go. I was out? in with Kyle one time. Okay, and uh, I was learning from him. Oh, this the the cord. Yeah, the cord. yeah. It's my, that, my chair. That got was not. A, that was a bad setup. That, that that was a that was not. Well, it was a a wrong way to go about setting up a studio. It's okay. Everything's gonna be all right. We'll get it figured out. I, I'm gonna. We're, what we're gonna do is we're gonna buy ourselves a couple minutes here. So this is where we pull the curtain back. I told you that we we're gonna have an interview with uh, Ethan Pecco former Towson pitcher who was drafted by the Astros. The good news is, because of his schedule working with the Astros, we actually had to do that earlier. We had to record that conversation. So this is the magic of radio, in this case streaming radio. We can do that now. And while you guys listen to our interview with Ethan Pecco, I'll have an opportunity to work on solving this problem. <laughs> look how look at how these things go. And that then hopefully, works out well. Hopefully, we'll still have time to chat with Sal Palantonio. If we don't, life will go on. It's a promise. But Ethan Pecco joined us right here on GCR. Well, it's a pleasure now to be joined here on GCR by a man whose life just changed dramatically last week. 
Um, he came from Towson, and now he's a part of the Houston Astros system as he was selected very early in the MLB draft. It is a pleasure for us to be joined by Ethan Pecco, who is with us now here on GCR. Ethan, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us, and congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for uh, having me. Um, Ethan, take me through. You show up at Towson two years ago. Or not even really two years ago, right, at this point, two seasons ago. At that yeah, point, ago. like, where were you as far as your belief, your confidence, your like knowledge that you were still very much on the path that you wanted to be on? Um, well, it, it was a, a difficult path, and uh, it definitely was very filled with uncertainties. But I still had the confidence in my ability to to get healthy again um, and perform like I did this year, and. Uh, I kind of just had to remind myself to be patient and uh, continue sticking to the process. You, it didn't take you long to get into the rotation at Towson. Like, what? Let me go back to that moment. So you had started at LaSalle. Why was it that Towson was the right place for you in order to take that next step in this process? Okay, so um, I'll break it down a little bit. So LaSalle, obviously, freshman year, had committed there. Um, love all the guys that were there. It was a, a great program. But unfortunately, that... My fall September, we were online, COVID, and uh, the program had gotten cut. At the same time, I was undergoing elbow discomfort, had uh, Tommy John in February. Uh, our coach, uh, David Miller, had uh, given me some options, but when I talked to Tyner and, and visited the school, I just felt like it was uh, the right place for me to, to get back healthy with the, the um, facilities and, and trainers that they had, and uh, it just felt like a really good fit for me. Okay. Well, look, by the way, uh, hindsight, it, it turns out it was all right. Like, it turns out. Oh, it was a great fit. Great <laughs> fit. I can't thank, I can't thank uh, my head coach, Matt Tonner, enough for, for taking a chance on me, and uh, it uh, paid dividends for me. What what did, you know, like, it click for you this season? What What, you know, you go through 2022 – and then you come into this year, you had dealt with the injury, everything that you had been through. What clicked for you this year that you were able to start gearing up to put yourself in this position? Um, I think I just I got back to who I was as a as a person and who I was as a, a pitcher. You know, um, you go. It's a long season. It's a long year. You go through the process, and uh, I felt super comfortable this year. And it just it was. Every time I went out there, I just looked to get better each week, and uh, that's kind of the same mindset I've had. But uh, I was definitely more comfortable this year, and just had a lot of trust and, and confidence in my ability. He is Ethan Pecco, sixth round pick of the Houston Astros from Towson. He is with us here on GCR. Ethan, was was there a moment for you that like you felt like okay, I, I am this is going to carry me. I'm going to be able to do this moving forward as a pro towards the big leagues maybe it even was before you arrived like was there a moment for you that you look back on and that was the moment where it struck you like this isn't just something I'm doing for fun this is my life this this is what it is that I'm going to be doing for years to come uh yeah definitely I know uh throughout the season I I had uh some strong outings and then some not so strong outings but I knew that if I put it all together, I could really do this and uh, do it for a long time. I want to say there was a couple great outings, but that, that last weekend we had won our first series. Uh, I pitched the final game of the year, 
and it just felt like this is what I'm meant to do, mm. and uh, I can do it for a long time. I, obviously, you're not the only one that feels that way as it works out. Yeah. Um, yeah. E- Ethan, the sixth round of the draft, um, that's a pretty big deal to go that early. Can you take me through what that moment is like to get that phone call, to realize that, like, oh, my gosh, it's all coming together. This is happening for me. Yeah, you really, I mean, you really never know leading up to it. A lot of things can happen. Uh, programs can look to a different guy. Organizations can uh, be in until the last moment they get a different guy. Uh, I knew about 20 picks before the Astros pick that, that, that they had me locked in, but I definitely had to just see it and uh, see it to believe it. And uh, when uh, my name got called, it was just a relief and um, so many emotions, but uh, definitely pure happiness. Okay, so like, can you possibly describe that to us? Like, it, it, do you allow yourself to like wipe a tear away? Do you allow yourself like what? What do you actually release when you when you experience something like that? Oh, it's tough. It's such a indescribable moment. You know, you dream about it your whole life as a kid, and it just takes you back through your whole career. You kind of just a split second, and you just see everything that's led to this moment, um, and it's just it's super incredible. Uh, it's really, it's honestly really hard to describe, Yeah. but, uh, I definitely, I mean, I told my parents that night and, uh, the past couple of days and, and even now I'm sitting here smiling. I just, it was hard to wipe a smile off my face That's awesome, when you man. get to that moment and you just achieve what you've always wanted to achieve. Did, did you have anyone who, and not like purposefully, but I'm, I'm going to, exp- let me compare something. When I was a freshman in college, I was at the beach that summer with some friends. And this is, you know, 20 plus years ago. I had a buddy who walked in and was like, hey, man, I just got drafted. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, And I just had no idea. Like, I knew he was a baseball player. I knew he was good. I had no idea that was his world. And I, like, completely no-sold it. I'm just like, oh, cool, man. Like, cause I just didn't know it was that big of a deal at the time. Did you have anyone in your life that, like, you're – you're you're on cloud nine. You're experiencing anything, and then you pass it along to them, and they're just like, "Oh man, cool man, good for you." Like, did you have anyone that no sold the fact that you had just been selected by the Houston Astros in the sixth round? Um, it's actually kind of vice versa. Okay. Uh, so I I knew I put myself in a great position to get selected, but I felt like this was always something that was going to happen. Okay. Um, I love this game. I love this sport. Humbly, I, I don't mean to to be that kind of guy, but it was great. I had a lot of family friends that were just ecstatic for me and uh, super excited for me. And, and that love really brought out some more emotions in me. And I kind of realized that, Hey, this is a big deal. Like you achieve something great, celebrate it and then uh, get back to work. Like it means even more to them than it might mean to you. And that like, wow, that is true, dude, that's powerful. That is really powerful. Um, Ethan, awesome. so I, I know you've had the opportunity to get down and already kind of get your feet wet. Um, like, it, tell me about what you knew about the, I mean, it's the Houston Astros that we're talking about, right? Like it's only been one of the yeah. most successful organizations in all of baseball for a very long time now. Uh, what's it been like getting to know them and, and do you have a start to, do you start to understand what it is that they are looking for you to focus on as you make this transition? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, right away I kind of just understand why they are so good at what they do. Yeah, uh, they're just super welcoming. Uh, everything's directed towards 
making you a professional baseball player, whatever highest level that is, obviously the major leagues, but uh, they're just, everything they do is for your own best interests and uh, they make you feel like family. So far we, we've done a lot and uh, I can just, I can tell already it's, it's going to be a great however many years. And I'm just, just super excited to go, go in every day to the facility, see uh, my other fellow draftees and it's just really family-like. And uh, hard work, hard hard work driven towards a, a goal of, of becoming a, a professional baseball player. Ethan, you mentioned the credit that you give Coach Tyner. Um, you're still coming from a place where there's only been a handful, right, of guys that have been able to go on and reach the major leagues. And of course, Richie Palacios most recently, Bruce Zimmerman right here in Baltimore, Casper Wells before that. Um, do you have a sense for now, like how big of a deal this is for the Towson baseball community and like the opportunity that you have to represent this program and to achieve goals and to be an example for a next group of guys about what they can accomplish if they choose to come to Towson? Like, has that part of this hit you yet? I would say at first, not really, but it's definitely slowly starting to hit me. I think uh, Towson is a great location for baseball players that want to go there and uh, look to play professional baseball. I, uh, I know that I'm in a position now with my age and uh, obviously six-round draft pick that I can uh, put Towson baseball on the map in a sense and uh, really just help the program move forward and uh, become that powerhouse baseball program in Maryland. So I'm super, super excited to do that in whichever way, shape, or form I can. And uh, like I said, I can't thank Towson, uh, the coaches there, enough for giving me the opportunity, and now it's time for me to pay it forward. It, it's not – I don't even know how much you know about this, but we're not that far removed. Like, it wasn't, you know, much more than a decade ago that there was a point at which Towson baseball's future was not guaranteed. There was a time where it was on the chopping block to be gone as a program. Yeah, absolutely. You, you know a thing or two about that. Um, like, how – do, do you do you have a sense for like how much your life might be different had you not had the opportunity to come and spend these last couple of seasons at Towson? Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, um, Matt Tyner, he was one of three, two to really give me a shot after COVID, program cut, no freshman year, surgery, and I can't thank him enough. And uh, it's just it's awesome coming from a a place that was cut yeah. to see that they did rebound, uh, get the program back. And now that I know I can help the program achieve great things, it's just, it's really special, special. And it just feels like it's come full circle. Cause I was at a program that cut that got cut. And then I went to a program that was cut, but saved. So it's really just come full circle. And, and now I just look to do my best in pro awesome. ball, but also help Towson at the same time. That's awesome, man. All right, is there anyone? I know you're not getting like the you know a huge bonus, anything like that. But like you know, you are a professional baseball player. Player now, is there any one thing that you kind of want to treat yourself to now as a professional? Uh, not quite. I, I want to get rid of some of this debt. <laughs> I, I won't lie. I want to get rid of some of this debt. Um, but I'll save. I'll save my uh, my big purchase for a yeah. second contract. Hopefully, exactly so right. You get we'll the, keep it. We'll keep it to clothes and yeah, uh, some yeah. accessories, but we'll wait. Yeah, we'll definitely wait. You need that major league money to come in before you really <laughs> treat yourself. 
oh god that sounds like every other kid that's coming out of college right now yeah i just gotta work on this debt like that's the way it goes bro <laughs> yeah that's yeah. the way it goes um either man it, it's so happy for you uh what an awesome story of, of your own perseverance and um it, the belief that you had in yourself i know it's at ethan pecco on twitter what about on instagram where can the uh, towson fans be giving you a follow uh same thing at ethan just pecco. ethan pecco perfect uh, Ethan, we'll say it. Uh, we'll be as truthful as we can. Uh, as long as you stay in that system, we'll root for you just as long as you're not facing the Orioles. All right? That's the way that it goes. <laughs> we want to see Sounds your success uh, every other time you pitch. Congratulations, man. Uh, awesome thing. And look forward to seeing what's next for you. We'll be in touch. Thank you for spending the time with us this morning. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was, it was great. Sorry. That's Ethan Pecco, former Towson Tiger, now uh, part of the Houston Astros system. Appreciate him taking the time for us as uh, he gets his pro career underway. Uh, Best laid plans of mice and men. This is, unfortunately, sometimes the way that it goes when you run a small business and you have a staff of two people here and we also have to do a show at the same time. Got a technology issue that we're dealing with that um, probably can be fixed. Maybe even easy to fix, uh, but it certainly not, doesn't seem like it. Yeah, we it wasn't easy enough to fix that we could do it even in the span of 15 minutes when we had 15 minutes to try to fix it. So my sincerest apologies to Sal Palantonio, who is the nicest human being alive and has gone out of his way for me on so many occasions. Yeah, he is a great guy. Hopefully we can make that up, whether that's uh, another day or another show or so, I don't know. Well, hopefully we can make that up because I love Sal. Um, it's not going to work. This morning, unfortunately. Now we have a bigger problem because, like, we have things scheduled for the rest of the week, so we got to get this fixed today. Um, so, what we're going to do is Zach and I are going to finish today's show, and then I'll work on trying to get that fixed in time for tomorrow, is going to be the plan. That's, that's what I'm looking at here, as uh, we have a phone related issue that doesn't prevent us from being able to do the show, but just prevents us from being able to call somebody. Pretty big oh, part of the show. You, so. Yeah, which is yeah, an important uh, part of uh, typically doing the show every day. So I, that's just the reality of the circumstances. I wish I could change it, but um, alas, that's not the case. Let's you and I dive back into Would You Rather Wednesday. Let's do that. Let's do Would that. You Rather Wednesday brought to you by Birdland Sports. Birdlandsports.com, of course, is the website. Uh, they got a bunch of new stuff this week that you can go find there. And someone who participates in Would You Rather Wednesday will be registered to win a shirt or item of their choice from birdlandsports.com. So all you got to do, at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. Um, all of the scenarios are available there. Just get in. If you respond to even one of them, you are registered to win on Would You Rather Wednesday. Would you rather... <laughs> Tongue twisted. Would you rather Wednesday number one? Would you rather... It's not going to be that Shohei Otani is an Oriole no matter how much Ken Rosenthal... Uh, suggests that the Orioles should be all in. Yes. And I'm still I'm not going to waver. It ain't happening. Uh, like again, until somebody tells well, me, until somebody tells me the price has crashed. I just think there's always going to be a team that's more likely to say, "We'll give you everything we've got" right. than the Orioles. I I totally agree. I, I don't you know, I don't want to paint the Orioles as prospect hoarders, but we haven't It's not even to me about hoarding necessarily. It's about like we just have no proof otherwise that they're going to make a deal like this. I okay. Let me let me take a step back. I when it, when it's said that way, it found it sounds like you're saying, um, this is what teams should be willing. I don't even know that it's smart for a team to do this. What I would say is, if 
the price was lesser prospects, I'll talk. I like I right. if somebody right. comes to me and says, You can do an Otani deal, again, as mm-hmm. I brought up earlier, for for Kerstad, Prieto, Povich and Johnson, or Kerstad, Prieto, Ortiz and Johnson. Oh yeah. Oh I, I, I'm getting I, that done. I'm I'm still like I'm still it makes me nervous as hell to give up Heston Kerstad, but I'm inclined to consider it. I'll be honest. There's two guys, again, out of those Mm -hmm. group of guys we talked about that I'm a little nervous about giving up, and that's really Heston Kerstad and Colton Kowser. Those are the two guys. Jordan Westberg, I'm comfortable with that. I'm not comfortable. You and I are going to separate here. Connor Norby makes me comfortable. Connor Norby, of course, right? Like, Oh, you're saying that you think that you can have Jordan Westberg and Connor Norby? Right. I'm saying that if you trade one of them, the other one makes me comfortable with that trade. If it, so if I would, let me go back and say it the same way. I don't think I could do Westberg alone for any rental. I don't. I'd, okay. I'd need some control on. So Westberg you, you clearly Westberg. value Westberg more than Kowser and Kerstad. I value, ah, boy, in a similar way. I think part of the problem for for me is seeing someone come up and succeed at the major league level. Okay, no, which doesn't guarantee that that's going to continue to be that way for forever. But seeing the success already in comparison to someone who hasn't. And that will always yeah. it, it will always make me say, mm, hard to give up on that. Right. Hard I to, think we're But so not impossible. I just said, you know, earlier, if if that Burns deal was on the table, I'm listening. Because again, control is the ultimate I it's gotta be extraordinary for me to do a rental. And again, the argument is Otani is always extraordinary, sure. right? God, we'll get back to. The, I'm sorry. And by the way, to me, these are two separate conversations. Joey Ortiz is 100% tradable. 100%. Oh, I, I completely agree I'm not with backing that. down for that. Oh, I think yeah. there are some people who would back down even with that and saying, I wouldn't trade Joey Ortiz. I, I think in a lot of organizations, he wouldn't be tradable. But here, he Maybe almost right. has to be a tradable. Again, I, I think what they've done with Ortiz very early on and the amount of moves they've already made with mm-hmm. him, the fact that he hasn't really played oh, when yeah. he's been at the major league level, they're showing their hand with Joey Ortiz. I don't disagree that there's just not a yeah. spot for him. Um, not even as that. I, I, I don't know if they think he's the hitter that MLB Pipeline now, does. That, and that, <laughs> that's a well, Oh, okay, or that his numbers say that he is. Like, there's two different conversations yeah. going on yeah. out there, right? Like, I, I, I think they value other guys more than they value Joey. Oh, undoubtedly, Ortiz, yeah. yeah. But I also think it's a complicated. I don't know. I don't know what this would look like somewhere else. I don't know exactly. It's a whole boy. We're going. We're going down a rabbit <laughs> hole right now. The point yeah. is, at a price, if the price crashes, let's talk. If the price is Westberg. And Kirsten, forget it. The conversation to me ends. Yeah, not not two you, of them. You, if you want two prime prospects, I'm not doing that for any rental, even Shohei Otani. But Kirsten and Ortiz, I'm willing to. I absolutely very much entertain a that. price that involves one prize prospect and then a group of guys after that, yeah. depth guys. We can talk. I'm not saying I'm gung ho, but I'm I'm willing, right? If the price is, again, one prime prospect and then anything else. I do really think it's interesting, though, the comments you made on the two pitching prospects in Johnson and Povich being that they are miles better 
than the other pitching prospects in this organization. I guess you can include Pinto in that conversation. Sure, and sure. if you want to call Grayson a prospect, I'm not sure that's... Well, I that's, mean, yeah, you're separating. Grayson's here and If you still else. call him a prospect, which I, I don't Rom really... is in that conversation. I, 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 under- yeah. see, I understand, but this is what you have. Like, No, you're right. This is uh, the yeah, reality of right. the circumstances. You, the part of what we're saying is you don't have anything. I understand, right. but you only have what you have. Like, that's the reality of yeah. it. You can Now, hopefully... Kyle Bradish is in this rotation for a few more years to come, and it solved part of that solution, sure. right? And none of these guys are going to be top of the rotation pitchers, ex- except maybe, hopefully, Grayson Rodriguez could prove to be that guy. And even Kyle Bradish, I think, is, is Bradish somewhat is certainly there. leaning towards being He's a top like of the rotation pitcher. He's like teetering between a two and a one. You're hoping that you've got another couple of years of Tyler Wells. You're hoping that Dean Kramer is stabilizing and becoming the guy that, that you want him to be. And that's three-fifths of a rotation alone right there. If Grayson Rodriguez is a fourth-fifth, you're feeling pretty good about yourself. But there's hope, and then there's, you know, guys are still going to get hurt, and that's the way things are going to go. I think counting on it and saying, well, you can gut any other starting pitching prospect that you might have, I'm not comfortable with doing it. But but I get it. I understand, and there is a trade-off, and you can always use other prospects even making this type of trade doesn't clean you out of prospects within your system. No. You, I'm talking about a deal that doesn't even involve a Connor Norby. You could always try to use a Connor Norby in the offseason to go get more starting pitching help, right? Like, there's there's plenty of things that you can do. But to trade for any rental, there has to be a limit to me of what it is that I'm giving up. Has to be. Agreed. As good as that player is, or telling me it's really two players, there's got to be a limit to what it is that oh, I'm yeah, giving up. Oh, yeah, for sure. And so sure. there's no realistic scenario by which I think that works to get Otani. Mm-hmm. But again, if that changes, if it's all of a sudden Prieto and Povich and Ortiz and you know one of these guys, or it's Prieto, uh, Povich, Mountcastle, and Kowser, we'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll absolutely talk about that. That's a that yeah. is I'll do that for Shohei Otani. Honestly, I I don't want to put this in a completely negative way, but I would be willing in many ways, in almost five or six different trade scenarios, no, I could come up with my head, to throw in Ryan Malkast. I, I understand your feelings. I, I don't, you know, he had two big hits the other yep. night, and you see some flashes of him being the guy he was yep. in the minor leagues, but I'm not, I'm not really buying him being a productive Baltimore Oriole for the next few I, years. I don't disagree with you, but this always to me goes back to the. Um, you know, the prime prospect. Like, I'm separating. Sure, I agree. I'm putting Westberg. You're not putting two of them in the same tree. That's what you're saying. In this group, Westberg, Mayo, Kerstead, Kowser. Maybe of that group is, to me, the prime prospect. And maybe even a guy like, well, obviously, Holiday. Oh, well. ho- Holiday's untouchable. Uh, but maybe, I can't even have maybe Holiday's even over here. a Samuel Basayo. Yeah, I'm not, like, I understand the thought. Mm-hmm. But Basayo, like, goes back into this category. for He's in that second group. Like, okay. I'll... All right. If if Basayo, if it again, I'll I'll throw it out there. If it were one of the first group, then Basayo, Prieto, and Povich, mm-hmm. I'll do that. Right? Like, see, I think you got to separate though Povich and Johnson into their own separate group because of again how thin this pitching I, staff I understand. could be. And so you're saying you wouldn't want to throw both of them in there? Right? Not, not definitely not both. I'd maybe entertain <laughs> one. It probably wouldn't be Povich. It would probably be Johnson. But again, I, I might. I'm. I look. I don't want to, but I might. If it allows me to keep more of the prime guys, because the prime guys I can use to go get pitching. Yes. Yes. Like that's the reality. In the off season, I can go to take one of these prime guys and go get somebody I'm more confident with yeah. in starting pitching wise. 
Um, but I just can't. The conversation cannot include more than one of Westberg, Mayo, Kerstad, Kowser. One of those guys tops. Right. And right. I, and I don't think you can get Shohei Otani without going more than one of those guys. But if you can, yeah, I'm. We'll have that conversation when we have it. One last thing about this. I, yes. I know you don't want to drag on this segment too much here, but I, I do think that the Angels are going to start with Holiday. They're going to mention him because we are talking about a generational two-way superstar that does of everything you could ever ask. So I, I do think Holiday will be the start of the and, conversation. And that's, that's where the conversation ends. And you know maybe, I mean? like, maybe there's another team who, maybe the Tampa Bay Rays, who have uh, Junior Campanero. Yeah, and it? are so convinced that this could be their best chance ever to win a World Series. It's very un-Rays-like. Right. And it'll come back to Would You Rather Wednesday and what we were asking. Um, but they're maybe they're so convinced that this is their opportunity to win a World Series they're willing to do it. I just yeah, Camonero, I should say his yeah. name correctly. Um, he is a, the number two prospect in baseball by most mm-hmm. most accounts. A guy who right now in the minor leagues is hitting three fifty six. Or sorry, that was in that was an A plus, but he still has over this year a three twenty four three eighty five seventy seven slash line. The kid's really good. He's really good. And maybe the Rays say, hey, what, what where is he on the top prospect list? I believe for pipeline he's number two. Two, but I could be. Wow. That might be higher than. I'm gonna check. Okay. I mean, I mean, that's. I, it'd be a heck of a price for them to pay, but, you know, they if they think if this is to them in their world their moment, then. Oh, I lied. He's yeah, not. That I don't. High. He's not in the top. <laughs> he's, he's, he's number fourteen. He's fourteen. So he's number fourteen. Okay, fourteen. Yeah. Yep. But number two is uh, Jackson Chorio. Oh, if yeah, I'm Chorio, saying that yeah. correctly. Yep. And uh, obviously a brewer, not a guy who. Is probably going to be uh, traded for Otani, given that the Brewers are not going to be the no, team. No, the Brewers Ohtani. won't be traded. No, none of these top prospects. You know, like could you make an argument that the Diamondbacks could say we don't want to go all in and throw in Jordan Lawler? Eh, I, 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 you know what? I'm not sure that. Ju- well, well, I'm going to save I, that conversation I, for a different yeah, day. We've gone way down. We've gone way. <laughs> way Jordan, down Jordan Lawler has not had a very good year. I, I understand that. I understand that. All right. Um, now that all being said, we've gotten the Otani conversation out of the way. Would you rather? He's not coming to Baltimore. Would you rather he go to the Yankees or the Rays? The Yankees. I'm with Drew on this one. I I think the Rays, out of all the teams he could go to, are going to utilize him in the best way. Mm-hmm. Because they have utilized different players differently uh, than most other teams in Major League Baseball have. You look at the way they've handled the opener over the past few years. Mm-hmm. And maybe you make Otani into that down the stretch a little bit. And you don't have him throw a ton of innings and you save Interesting him. Thought. And you use him almost exclusively as a bat. That may help you a lot. It may save his energy and make him a better hitter. Or you decide to use him as, as an opener and you only throws two or three innings or something along those lines. I think they will slightly change the way that Otani plays the game. Because they are the Tampa Bay Rays and they do things really weird. And nobody knows why, but they just do them and they work most of the time. Tampa Bay, to me, is a much stronger lineup than I thought they would be. They're a much stronger lineup. Yeah. But that's not to say they don't need Shohei Otani. And well, they've had I, pitching injuries. And that's the I would say that right now they could definitely use him as a pitcher probably as much as they yeah, can probably use more, anything. Probably more, yeah. yeah. Um, I still think he's worth more as a bat. To me, it's a question of what is the pain if it does work, right? Like The, the pain is, for the Rays, that it almost becomes impossible to catch them, right? And that if you were to have to face them in a playoff series, yeah. You feel miserable about it, but there's a lot less pain at the end if you lose to the Rays than there is pain if you lose to the Yankees. Well, not only right? that, you're risking the fact that the Yankees could be catching up to you in the wild card race, which 
isn't there's something completely out of the that. question. Right. There's something to be said for that. I would, I, and I'm also a hell of a lot more confident the Yankees could sign him to a multi-year extension. That's what that's what the real problem is. Here. A lot of people have brought up the idea that the the Yankees would be emptying their farm system in order to go get him, and so I'd be okay, I would I would be okay with the Yankees because let them empty out their farm system. That's come up from a few people today. Well, I hear you. I hear you. I would add in additionally that what concerns me about the Yankees is always the eternal like, but they could just turn around and sign. They might just turn around and sign him. Right? I, like, I mean, if you look at the Yankees system. Uh, there isn't a ton of talent. No, and if you look at the Yankees' major league roster, there aren't a super amount of guys that have come from that system. I mean, obviously Aaron Judge, your best player, has. But then again, he's not on the field 90% of the time. But your other big players, a lot of them are through trades or through free agent signings. So I, I don't necessarily think that uh, that would be a bad thing for the Yankees. I think that's just how they operate, really. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd rather him go to the Rays. Yeah, I mean, I, I I understand the argument. Let them get first place. By the way, Baltimore gets wild. Uh, and, I, and I apologize, I missed it. Cedric Mullins was placed on IL. This yes, morning. and uh, Logan yeah, Glass. Logan Glass means. So they have made their. It's funny because one of the Would You Rather Wednesday scenarios was a thirteenth pitcher. Mm, okay. And yeah. so, ironically, they do not, that before. I can that's get not there. necessary. <laughs> that's not necessary. We can strike that one from the list. Okay. Um, what would it have been, by the way, between? What was the other option? Mateo Sorry. or putting uh, so Colton Cal or sending Colton Cowser back down. Oh, Mateo. Okay. I'm I'm in a weird place where like I don't want to send anybody back down, but I don't as think competitive we're there as, as competitive as it is for at bats right now, with the games being as important as they are, yeah. I would be understanding of that. Again, I'm just not that I said it yesterday, but what over the past fifteen games, as of yesterday, you look at the numbers for Aaron Hicks, they haven't been I understand. great. And I that's understand. where I'm coming from. I understand. All right, uh, number two. Jeremy Kahn suggested the other day the trade he wants to see the Orioles make is to get both Jordan Montgomery and Paul Goldschmidt. Okay. So I put it in the machine, and I came up with a trade scenario that they at least think works. Now, again, as always, we remind you about the machine. It's not like the ESPN's NBA trade machine where it's just about making the money work. No one values prospects the exact same way. Correct. So you can't – the machine is not Bible. But – it's at least something. And very rarely does the machine spit something out where I say, get the entire F out of here with that. So it's I, usually along the lines of accurate. I pop it in the machine, and I come up with this. The Orioles acquire Paul Goldschmidt, who has another year of control, Yep. and Jordan Montgomery, who's a pending free agent. That's a value of 25.5. Okay. I pop into the machine Joey Ortiz and Judd Fabian and it's a value of 25.3. So that would be the trade. The Orioles would send Ortiz and Fabian for a rental of Montgomery and another year of Goldschmidt. Or the Orioles acquire two rentals, Padres wave the white flag, deal Hayter and Lugo, who until a week ago when I was poking around on the Padres, I had no idea I was having such a nice season oh, yeah, as he's a been, starter. He's been I had no, yeah. I, no clue. I didn't know he was a starter for the record. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, wow, geez, he's pitching quite well. Two pending free agents. For a price, uh, they have the value set at 7.4. The Orioles deal Connor Norby, who has a value of 8.7. So, would you rather they make the Jeremy Conn trade for Montgomery and Goldschmidt or rent a couple of Padres for the price of Connor Norby? Um, that's actually a tough one. That, that's that's tough. I, I wish this was Jordan Hicks. Rather than Jordan Montgomery, I hear because you because I think that makes more sense 
for the Orioles. Right but now. it's not. But it's not. So it's I've not. got to, I've got to go with what I'm dealt here. I I think Paul Goldschmidt, who almost won MVP last year, is going to make a nice difference on this team. Mm-hmm. And not that they necessarily need bats, but Paul Goldschmidt's Paul Goldschmidt, and I think he's one of the best hitters in all of baseball. So he's, I have to go with the Jeremy Contrary just based on that. And, and you know Seth Lugo was never really that good before no, this year. not at all. Uh, with the Mets, he was up and down a lot. Mm-hmm. Reliever, starter, mm-hmm. never really found a role. I'm not really trusting Seth Lugo. I do think that Josh Hader is a wild card here, though. I have talked about Josh Hader maybe. a lot since last week. Like I, Josh Hader, to me, is what you need. I think I would be willing to give up Connor Norby for Josh Hader. But then oh. again, you look at Judd Fabian, and you know he hasn't really played in, in against great competition yet. I, I think what he was playing in Florida is not all that different than what he's played against so far in the minor leagues. He, this is high A numbers. I, under, so. I understand that. I understand what you're saying. I would. I, I. I get it. So I'm not ready to buy the whole Judd Fabian thing yet. I, I still think he struck out so much in college that I'm nervous about him a little okay. bit. But that doesn't change the fact that again I'm going to go with the the Jeremy Contrade. Right. I, I think the I think Jordan Montgomery helps out a little bit. But Paul Goldschmidt definitely makes a big difference. All right. Very good. Um, and then number three, you're on a first date. You're uh, hitting it off. Things are well. She's okay. she's lovely. Okay. Maybe whatever whatever anybody is into, he's lovely. They are lovely. Whatever you feel, I'm, that's wow, not my that's... not my place. I'm not saying you, whoever. <laughs> whatever you're into, lovely. Mm-hmm. Things are going well. You went out. You did a- an activity of some sort. Okay. Right? You threw some axes. Okay. You know whatever you did. All right. Everything's going well. Then you get to dinner, and one of the following two things happens: either a, they order like a child. They okay. you find out they are an extraordinarily picky eater. Like, unbelievably picky eater. They order, you go somewhere nice, they order chicken fingers. And you say, why? Oh, I have a friend who does that. Yeah, oh, oh, I knew somebody who did that. We would go on, this was a salesperson, would go on sales meetings to nice places and would say, like, go to a seafood restaurant, say, I'll have the chicken fingers. So, my girlfriend every year uh, goes to, for Baltimore Restaurant Week, mm-hmm. Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, right? And she brought, uh, a few years ago, a friend of mine. Mm. And they they went and he ordered... A burger. Did you immediately say? <laughs> well, get out. No, no, I wasn't. I wasn't there. Oh, you the, weren't there. This, th- was... this is this is before I knew both of them. Actually, oh, okay. but I've just All heard right. the story. So, okay. uh, so we ordered a burger, and I think that that's an abomination. Well, it is. I think that's an abomination. I would say, still a slightly better than chicken fingers, right? Like Maybe? slightly. Maybe chicken fingers to me is about the lowest of the. That's what a three-year-old would order, right? Yeah. Like, well, you're immediately. If you are ordering chicken fingers anywhere but at the bar, yeah, you know what I mean, like you or at, I'm guilty of this sometimes though. Like <sighs> I'm, I'm not. I would never do it at. Roots. I mean, if you're doing it at like Chili's, that's one. Thing. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. That's, I'm not there, saying I would. There ever, is no, nothing nice on the menu. I definitely like. I, that's I, a I have expensive taste when it comes to food, so I'm always like steak frites is like my go-to. Like if it's on the menu, okay, I'm getting it. God bless. Um, <laughs> God, God bless. God bless. But if I was going to like, for example, you're friends glory days right across the street then i would probably think about chicken fingers because that's the kind of place you might get chicken fingers i i know too much about the glory days menu to like but i I don't i don't know but if i'm at glory days i would you i would never order chicken fingers over wings like i would still look at yeah why wouldn't you just order wings like a a normal human that's fair but i'm talking about you're you're going to a real place not necessarily like a you know fine dining but you're going to a real establishment of some sort, some sort of real establishment, somewhere between fine dining and okay. 
a yeah, real establishment. No, that, that's ridiculous. This person orders chicken fingers, mm-hmm. they, that's, and you that's say, an what, the, "What?" And you find out, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm a really picky eater. Like I don't eat anything. Okay. All right. Like I don't. I I basically eat like chicken fingers, spaghetti, you know, pizza. Like that. That's they have <laughs> yeah. the palate yeah. of a child. Yeah. Or they order whatever it is they order, and they consume it in a manner similar to how Carson consumed the banana yesterday. They they don't <laughs> know how to eat food. Like wow. they, they order yeah. and I'm trying to think of what the example of this would be. Let's just say Like you said, eating pizza from the side to start. Yeah, That's you, just, you order pizza and you eat it yeah, upside down. So, like some bizarre <laughs> You you get a burger and they're like poking out holes in the middle of the burger so they can eat it like a donut or something like that. Well, I might it's start a, to think they need psychiatric help. So that's what we're talking about. That's like, a bigger problem. So than either just, either they they have the palate of a child or they eat their food like a child. Palate of a child, I'm taking all day. I I I, I could I could stand to eat with someone who's ordering chicken fingers at Ruth's Gross Steakhouse, mm. but. I do not think if they're poking holes in their burger or eating a banana like Carson does, mm-hmm. I couldn't deal with that. I'm just I, that's just uncalled for, frankly. Ah. Or if they're dressing like Raven Rick back there, as, oh, as, yeah, Drew, yeah, as Drew kindly really pointed up out. About Raven Rick, he did. Get, he really he got, was he, very worked up. About I, Drew, Rick. I, don't, I don't know. What Drew has is. a very unique personality, is what I've noticed. Like I've met Drew twice now, and the fact that he went off on Raven just, Rick while he's like, I, don't, never, don't take anything. What, what a what a wild. John, Man, John, uh, when you say burgers and steakhouses, like legit steakhouses, are awesome. They're grinding up steak to make those burgers. They're usually phenomenal. Let, let's separate that. Okay, it might be a fine burger. You're not going to Ruth's Chris and order. If you're going to Ruth's Chris and ordering a burger, get out. I still get think it. that's weird. Unless you're going for lunch. If I don't you're even going, know if they have burgers. Completely different than anymore. Completely different conversation. If you're going for lunch, if you're going for lunch, order a burger, right? Like, sure. I, yeah. That, that's fine. If you're going to dinner on a date, but again, why to are Ruth's Chris? Why are they serving them? What's that? Why are they serving them? Like we should. They do have children come in. Uh, like they do <laughs> yes. have that. Actually, uh, happens that's true. where a child comes in, or you know, the socioeconomic conversation we could have, where somebody doesn't can't afford the you know the fillet, and so they order a sure. burger or something like that. I'm not saying it's going to be the worst burger you've ever had. It's that what does it say about this person that they're ordering a burger when you went to Ruth Chris? That's yeah. the question. Yeah. And I'm saying it says they're a child. Uh, continue to get me your responses at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio for Would You Rather Wednesday, and one of you will be winning a shirt of your choice. By the way, the, the same person, the same friend, had me get the wings one time at Outback. and uh, Okay, but Outback's not a real place. No, I'm, I'm That's just... Not a, you can order whatever you want to order. Outback's not a real it's, place. No, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a high... And it's it's chilies. It's the same thing. It's yeah, not, it's it's like steak chilies, I guess. Yes, yeah, it's the chilies that just sort serves... And by the way, I'm not even going war on Outback. Outback's fine. Yeah. Like, you can have it's a fine meal great. at Outback, but it's not a real place. Stop. It's it's just... A, it's a, it's a, not a, my favorite. A McAmerican chain. It's O'Hula yeah. Flans, yeah. you know? Like, it's just... You don't really feel Australian when you're there. No, like, it's, I, there's, no, no, no. Nah. It's not anything like that. I feel very American when I'm at Glory Days. It's TGI Fridays. It's the same thing as anything else out there. I don't know if I'd go it's that the same, way. It's the exact mm. same thing, just a different type of food. That's all it I is. I don't know if I'd go TJ Fridays. Like, TJ Fridays is in a lower class than Outback is. Maybe slightly, but it's only slightly. Like, right. it's right. only slightly. All right. Uh, when we come back in, we'll get a tidbit, we'll get tubular, we'll wind things down as uh, we want to watch the baseball game. And I got to fix the phones around here. Should be fun. Got things to do. It's Glenn Clark Radio. 
Another exciting weekend of affordable family fun at Prince George's Stadium with the Bowie Bay Sox. Weekend starts on the 21st with our Bowie Pit Beef Night. Come on out and grab a bite. Back-to-back fireworks carry on to Saturday with the Island Luau, a free Bay Sox Hawaiian shirt to the first 750 fans. And it closes on Sunday with Heroes Day. Bay Sox jerseys auctioned off to support local charities. Get your tickets now by calling 301-805-6000 or anytime online at baysox.com. The Bowie Bay Sox, let us be your nine-inning vacation. The All-America Senior Game, powered by New Balance, will be back at Johns Hopkins Homewood Field on July 29th. The most decorated girls and boys lacrosse players in the country have been invited to play in what is the premier lacrosse event of the year. Every college coach wants their players in this game, and if you dream of being in this game, you start by trying out for one of your regional underclass teams this summer. The best against the best. Get your tickets now at allamericalacrosse.com. Soak up summertime fun in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouth-watering eats, and endless entertainment. Cheer on the O's at Camden Yards. Pick crabs by the waterfront. Beat the heat inside a world-class museum and make memories that will last a lifetime. Go to Baltimore.org for more information and to plan your visit. I'm Michael Jan Grandy, president of A.J. Michaels, your carrier energy expert for 44 years. Save money, energy, and make your home more comfortable and virus-free. Find us at A.J. Michaels. That's AJMichaels.com. The latest edition of PressBox is available now. On the cover, Dave Ginsburg remembers Goose as he looks back on the impact that late Tony Saragusa had both on and off the field here in Baltimore. Plus, he explains how Goose's kids are working to continue that legacy with the Goose Flights program. Also inside, Todd Karpovich profiles the path Tyler Wells has taken to becoming a star in the Orioles rotation. And you'll find a special summer travel guide with information about events and activities throughout the state. PressBox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the O's, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich, hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. It's a Maryland thing you wouldn't understand. Where the waves meet the shore, you will find Dorchester County. Hi, this is Jimmy Charles. When I think of Maryland, I think Dorchester County on the eastern shore where it's open for making memories. Dorchester County, it's a Maryland thing. For more info, visit www.visitdorchester.org. It's a Maryland If you miss anything on the show, don't forget that you can watch full episodes at youtube.com slash pressboxonline, and you can download podcasts on Apple, iTunes, Amazon, and Grindr. Wait, did I say Grindr? I don't think that you would find it on Grindr. Not that I know it's on Grindr or anything, I swear! Second thought, you know what? I don't care what you think. Here's Glenn. If you missed it, Stan and Ross are back together on Monday talking baseball. You can find that show, Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports, YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline, or PressBoxOnline.com slash video. The Stan the Fan Variety Hour brings us today's tidbit of the day. What you got? 
well, let me unmute myself first. Yeah, that, that would be that cool. would probably yeah, help. Right? So I I don't think we covered it on uh any time recently, but Enrique Bradfield officially signed for slot value, which. I guess is and is Horvath it, was slightly under slot. A Horvath was slightly under slot, but we already so, know that what's his face is going back. Like Tanner Witt, that Tanner was, Witt um, yeah, announced pretty announced, pretty yeah. immediately. So that's my tidbit for today. That four point one six nine seven million is the slot value at that pick, and Enrique Bradfield signed for that number. Again, the Orioles had a mix of leverage given that he's a a college player with uh, a good track record and first round pick in the seventeenth overall. Mm-hmm. They're not going to pay him over slot like they used to uh, when they paid Adley Rutschman the highest signing bonus ever, and mm-hmm. that just doesn't happen anymore. So he got picked at seventeen, gets slot value. So Glenn, uh, now that he's signed and he has the chance to make the major leagues, I'm going to give you as I told you in the break. I want you to tell me Orioles first round picks mm-hmm. since 2000 who failed to make the major leagues. So failed entirely. Fail, fail, never, failed entirely. Never got there at all. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a, a hint because this is well, really I, like there's one I know off the top of my head is Billy Rowell, of course. Billy Rowell, Billy, 2006. Billy Rowell is maybe the most famous of the misses. Yes, I. You're I not including the guys that haven't gotten there yet, right? Like you're not. So like, well, you know, curse that doesn't count. No, because he still has the chance to. Right. Okay. So, and then I'm gonna just throw this out there as well. Like Cody Sadlock pitched what one game still counts to me. So yeah. he he's, he's like guys that didn't make the li- make the major leagues. Didn't at make all. the major. Matt league. Hobgood never made the major leagues, right? Ah, uh, I believe Matt Hobgood did. Did make he the make the major leagues? How do I forget that? Man, I can't believe I missed that altogether. At least I I, I would think so. I. No, you're correct. I was wrong. Yeah, I didn't so think he Matt Hobgood is added to the list. I'm sorry. He dealt, that's, that's he what dealt I with injuries, and then he came back, and it like looked for a minute like he was yeah. back on track, but I didn't think he ever. All right, got so it. you there you go, Matt Hobgood, hey, now, first round pick who did not make the major leagues. Now it gets tougher. One of them was after 2010, but one of them was the rest at, of them another were before. one that was after 2010. Yes, there was. And also, I will say that some of these guys, and I'm not exactly sure how the draft worked in these early years yeah. because it changed a little bit but some of these guys weren't like the top 30 picks but they're still considered first round picks uh, they were that, um did bo hale ever make the major leagues bo hale did not make the okay. major leagues 2000s there you go I, I was expecting you to get like three or four of these so you're already you're on a good track here well, like okay, so there was a really bad stretch of drafting in the early 2000s yeah there like, absolutely and, and was the problem is i got to remember what these guys names were because there were a few pitchers that all correct. Bo yeah. Hale was one of them. Bo Hale, yes. <sighs> I was literally so I saw Matt Hobgood's name when I was when I was working through this last mm-hmm. night, and I was like, oh, he made the major leagues. No, I, I, I cannot believe I, he I didn't. Like I, 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 I like Matt Hobgood. We had a number of conversations over there. He was a really guy, good hmm. guy, but right. I just. I, like and that's part of the reason why I paid attention. Was he part of the Calvary? Was he one of those guys? Or um, I don't remember. It's yeah, been. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if you would say he was part of the. Because there was that one picture on the front of a newspaper or magazine yeah, or whatever I don't it was. Think, that, I don't think he ever registered okay. with the Bergesons. I know the, Chris Tillman was part of that, but um, met Brian Mattis. Brian Mattis, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, another first. Lowen obviously made the major leagues. So there's one guy I have on here is also who did not sign. He was a high school guy who did not. Oh, sign. what was that guy's name? <laughs> oh, what the hell was that guy? Was that Wade Townsend? Wade Townsend, good one, Glenn. I do, I, but that's you, really good. I, you had to tell me he didn't sign. All right, all right, yeah, yeah. yeah that's I, the only I guy on this list that didn't sign. I needed that reminder. That dude, that was a dramatic night. I think the Orioles were off that night. Okay. And like, they were whoever it would have been HTS or whoever was doing the games. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. was doing like a live shot. Okay. From the stadium that night, will the Orioles sign Wade Townsend? Hey. 
Whatever happened to Wade? We gotta look up Wade Townsend and see what happened to that yeah, that's guy. A good question. I, I, I did look him up. He didn't make the major leagues for anybody else ever, yeah. but uh, he, yeah, he was 18, I think. When but he there's was... still somebody else after 2010. Yes, there is. I don't know that I'm gonna come up with who that is. All right, just tell me. So it's Josh Hart was drafted in 2013. I don't remember, I don't remember Josh Hart. At he all. was the 37th overall pick. Oh, uh, okay. So he wasn't. Yeah, that he wasn't right. that first pick in that draft. He was not their first pick in that draft. Okay. Hunter Harvey was the 22nd overall pick in that draft. I don't remember Josh Hart, though. Like I don't remember anything about Josh Hart. I don't remember him. So he was a high school guy, um, and he went to Parkview High School in Georgia. If you say so, so I'll Josh choose Hart. to believe you. So everything else comes pre-2010. It does. I'll give you an even further hint. Everything is early 2000s here. Early 2000s. All right, so... I'm the name that I think is a thing is Chris Smith. Is that a thing? <laughs> Chris Smith he is was absolutely a one. From oh god, let's see if you can get that. That'd be impressive if you can get this. I don't know why I think Florida was you know, it Florida. I'll, it is not Florida. Okay. You're in a state decently close. Um, state decently close. I mean, not like close, close. Right, but just, wait, just tell me. Southeast. Uh, you're looking at. Cumberland University oh, in I Lebanon, guess. Tennessee, I've never even heard which of it. probably hasn't had a draft. Yeah, right. <laughs> to think of that I, since, I, since I do 2001. The only reason I remember Chris is because like we made fun of how generic the name was. Yeah, like and seventh overall pick, yeah. so high up. Yeah, the Orioles. Uh, how many more are there? So we have. Uh, let me count this up here. One, two, three guys left. Jesus, all in 2000 and 2001. Oh, for God's sakes. <laughs> I don't know. Again, you're doing a lot better than I thought you I would. Don't, I, don't, I don't know. All right. I, are you ready for me to, yeah, to read these names off? go ahead. So, Tripper Johnson in 2000. Tripper Johnson. I don't – that name yeah, is nothing tri- tri- for me. Tripper Johnson. Uh, he went to Newport High School in Bellevue, Washington. Mm. He was the 32nd overall pick. So, mm. there you go. I thought you said the other guy went to Newport. Mm, the other guy went yeah, – Whoever you just said. Which one? Oh, no, Parkview is what you said. For jo- Josh Hart. Yeah, that sounds right. Park, I, I got to go – yeah. Or Park – it was similar. It was something similar. Whatever. Parkview High School. Parkview in High School. L- another Georgia place. All there right. you go. Okay. So, uh, outside of that, Brian Bass, a shortstop. I do vaguely remember that. Seminole, Florida. I do re- vaguely remember the name Brian Bass floating around for a little while. By the way, I did not realize that Mike Fontenot was a Orioles draft uh, Fontenot, pick. Yeah, yeah, Mike Fontenot, Fontenot, sorry, yeah. Fontenot, sorry. I, I, before my time, but I do remember the name quite well. And uh, 2001 draft pick by the Orioles, 19th overall. Um, and then the, our other name here was, and I gotta find it. I I might be. I, do you know what the trade was with Mike Fontenot? Because I think I have this right. Um, I'm gonna find out for you right now. Mike Fontenot, I believe, was shipped to. Okay, so we remember. I believe he was shipped to the Cubs in a, in the trade that acquired. Double check this, but I want to say it was Sammy Sosa. I will double check that. It's certainly interesting. Yeah, Sammy Sosa was in that trade. February 3rd, 2005, he was traded to the Cubs along second baseman Jerry Harrison Jr. Interesting. And yeah, you had him on the show on this the week. show on yeah, Monday. I, I saw that. Uh, and then Dave Crowthers, who I don't think is ever a name, uh, and f- for outfielder Sammy Sosa. So there you go. How about that? That's pretty amazing. How about that? Hmm. All right, and Good then stuff. Was, did you say there was one more? No, or? I think that was no, it. Was you it? got Townsend, okay. Hale, right. Tripper Johnson, Josh Hart. I did, I did actually fairly well. Chris Smith, Brian Bass, and Billy well. Rowell. All right, very good, very good. Tubular is brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. 
Dodgers-Orioles at one on Masson. Yes, Cedric Mullins on the IL. That's the bummer uh, going into today. They get one more pitcher in Logan Gillespie, but they're just – I. They are not as good of a team. We know this. We've we've been through this a couple times now this season. They're not as good of a team without Cedric Mullins. They're not. You guys can keep ignoring it. There is a reason why Cedric Mullins was team MVP at the time when he got hurt. Like, he's just – there's so many small things that he does um, that get get missed. I'm not saying that's the reason why they lost last night. The reason why they lost last night is because Tyler Wells got (laughs) hammered. Got hit around. Cedric Mullins is not going to fix that. It was almost five – what was it? Four nothing in the second inning, and then five nothing by the third. So there's not much you can do. There. And it would have been nice to have Cedric Mullins, however, in the center field on Monday night. That would have been really helpful, and yeah. might have been the difference. What what really would have been helpful overall is if Tyler Wells would continue to give up home run balls, but not yep. give up only solo home runs. Yes, not you know, three and, and then the Orioles give up 13 hits combined. So yeah, not yeah. great, not a good night. Um, anyway, or, uh, Julio Arias, Dean Kramer today. It's also on MLB Network in the rest of the country. MLB Network's got Nationals-Cubs tonight at 8. MLB Network also has Guardians-Pirates at 12.30, Rays-Rangers at 4, Yankees-Angels at 7. Sorry, Masson has Nationals-Cubs at 8, not MLB Network. Um, ESPN Plus for Padres-Blue Jays at 7. Uh, the MLS All-Star Game, throw out all the records when Arsenal and the MLS All-Stars get together. Just a vaunted history between those two programs. Oh, yeah. That's tonight at 8.30 on Apple TV. The Women's World Cup gets underway overnight on Fox. New Zealand and Norway at 3 a.m. That's the first match of the Women's World Cup. The British Open gets underway overnight, 1 a.m. on Golf Channel. NBC Sports Washington right now, Indiana Fever, Washington Mystics. Uh, later on, NBA TV's got Dallas Wings, New York Liberty. A friendly tonight on ESPN between Chelsea and Wrexham, of course, the team that's owned by um, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney that you see on Welcome to Wrexham. On FX. By the way, so is is awesome. Is Arsenal playing the MLS All Stars? Is that what's happening? Yes, here? they put a team of All Stars together. And they play them against Arsenal. That's what the Arsenal's probably is. like C team. Like they'll probably bring yes, up like the, the not, seventeen yes, U guys. Not, to, well, to, I don't know if they go that <laughs> to, far. To I think play. I think for the purpose of this event, yeah. they like they have an agreement where they play better players right, in well, this because it's the MLS All Star game. They're but, probably gonna get crushed. I mean, that's what I, I think. But it's also a friendly, and who cares? You know what I mean? I was into MLS for about two years. That's weird. I was I probably in that span went to seven or eight DC United games wow. and they were a lot of fun. Like wow. I I would love to get back into it. I but was maybe the, I was the play by play guy for DC United for a little bit. I did know that. It's that's awesome. And yeah. um, I still couldn't tell you much. I I, I liked I it and. If, uh, if the, we had a team here, I'd be into it, 100. Yeah. percent I'd be into it, but I can't pretend like it would be something that it isn't. Like I, that's yeah. that's the reality of it. I can't pretend that. Anyway, TBS for AW Dynamite tonight at eight. Uh, some non-sports highlights: new episode of Master Chef at eight on Fox. Uh, new episode of It's Always Sunny. In fact, the season finale, which sucks, on FXX tonight at ten o'clock. Everything else, go to GlennClarkRadio.com. Find it there. All right. Um, apologies that we missed Sal today. We're going to try to make that up. You th- said later in the week, maybe on Friday. So that'll be great if we can make that happen. Thanks today, however, to Drew. Thanks to Robin Carpenter. Thanks to Ethan Pecco. We'll get all that up in the Greatest Hits section of the Archives tab at GlennClarkRadio.com. <laughs> as long as we can get the phones working again, uh, tomorrow Cole Irvin is scheduled to join us from your Baltimore Orioles after he uh, uh, looked really good out of the bullpen last night. Interesting. Um, we'll chat with him. Also... Caroline Means, who is, of course, Mrs. John Means, and who was a very high-level goalie in her own soccer career, played in the NWSL. She'll join us to preview the Women's World Cup, which gets underway for the U.S. on Friday night. So we'll preview that with Caroline Means and uh, Stuff and Things as well tomorrow morning. 
Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including Visit Baltimore, Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, Glory Days Grill, Dorchester County, the Bowie Bay Sox, Royal Farms, Costas Inn, All-American Lacrosse, the Baltimore Orioles, Birdland Sports, Easy Pass MD, Washington County, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Thanks, of course, to Zach. Remind me. Uh, at Zegerman20. That's uh, where you can find me. At Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok for us. Have a great Wednesday evening. Go Birds, please. And Duke sucks. <laughs>